0: Welcome to this bonus episode of Tim Talk, the podcast traditionally about the DC animated universe, co-created by Bruce Tim. I'm Chris Lord. I'm Carmen Dexter. And we have a returning guest. Uh, you will know him from Ready Player One and anything else? Nope, that's it. Okay, just from that, welcome
1: back, Shane. Thank you for having me. We it's love you. We miss you. You're also the love third part
0: of the Burger Fan Club. Yes, the most the famous
1: uncreated podcast, <laughs> Burger Fan Club. Still
0: down to do that at some point.
1: How long would an episode actually be? Seven minutes? Three minutes. Mm. We we all got the same thing. I guess (laughs) guess four minutes of it would be us trying to remember where we went. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And and then us listing just two places, but it's like, you know how a memory is just a memory of the last time that you talked about something? So our list just keeps getting shorter and shorter, and it's now just, we went to hamburger Mary's twice. Yeah. Every
0: episode is a flashback to the previous episode. (laughs) Flashback to the previous episode. It's
1: a Dragon Ball Z episode. On and on and on.
0: (laughs) Well, as much as I would love to talk about Burgers, we are here to talk about the most important movie coming out this year in cinemas. The Hellboy reboot, obviously. I'm here for it. Did you see Hellboy? <laughs> Fuck no, I didn't see oh, Hellboy. Oh man, I got a lot to say.
1: <laughs> did not bother with Wait, it. Wait, did it already come out? Yeah, it oh, came yeah out. It, oh, yeah, I totally saw it then. It, 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 <laughs> it was... made like three million in its second weekend. <laughs> oh no, Harbortown, no. It was so... <laughs> To such a level, because I talked to a few people about this. I, did I bring it up on the podcast? Already? You probably did. I don't, okay, remember. I don't remember. I forget either. these things as soon as we record uh, them. I only listen to the special episodes. So Fair enough. Right. Like the uh, ones you're in? Maybe. <laughs> Helpful. Uh, I listened to the Shazam one as soon as it was available on my iTunes. All right. <laughs> that's true. That Helble was your phone's was, fault, was, not mine. I, yeah, that's I'm 100% true. <laughs> Hello is such a Also, rocked a park. great start. Holy letting, shit, Chris, <laughs> let, not, let me fucking not letting, talk. Not letting Cameron talk. <laughs> no, we actually do need to do our other podcast idea where it's oh, just yeah. Cameron <laughs> tries to tell a two-minute story <laughs> we, don't we don't let him do it. Ugh. Okay, sorry. It's not important. No, we're going to give gonna you runway to do it. I don't done. want it anymore. <laughs> Let's just talk about Endgame. No, tell us about this Hellboy story. Yeah. It's bad. There you go. It's done. Okay. There's a chicken house in it, right? I don't care. Yes, it's Baba Yaga. <laughs> oh, like John Wick. Oh What? Oh, shame. oh Also, two weeks. You're That's... coming back for that. <laughs> oh, I'm coming back for John Wick. Way back for that. Apparently, I'm not going to be on that episode. Yeah, because you're in Japan. Yeah. Oh, what a tough life. You have to travel to Japan. Well, n- I was saying it more because I don't get to talk when you're here. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, we can have Cameron not be with us in recording, and I'll just cut
0: in parts of him talking about anime, and then it'll be like he was there already. Yeah. We true. could Skype
1: you in. <laughs> yeah, but it'd be like 3 o'clock, like 3 a.m. You'll be 8. awake. Yeah, that's you, don't, tried, definitely. You, yeah awake. you don't sleep. Yeah, I'm not going to sleep the whole time. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we are here to talk about Avengers
0: Endgame because it's like the biggest movie ever. It's huge.
1: It's like so. I, we've both seen it twice. Shane, you've seen yeah. it once. Just once. Uh, Real ca- it's still, casual move. It's still <laughs> sold out. Yeah. Like I, I, I went last night and it was still. Yeah, I got the last seat and Jesus. I checked. Were four, you like the front row? Oh second, second of
0: front. Okay, Cameron. Yeah, I, I, the yeah front. I enjoy sitting up front. Yeah, because there's
1: less people to distract me. I mean, and, is that the main thing that you like about the front? Yeah. What do you not see any downsides to like your neck breaking? Uh no, because usually when I'm up there, there's no one in front of me, so I can push back more. Oh okay. Uh, and so I feel like I'm lounging more than straining. Oh wow. So yeah. it's like you're actually living the life of luxury. Everyone exactly. Else is like, they're doing it wrong. But yeah. when it's a full house like that, then yeah, there is a bit of a neck problem, mm. which is why I walked out for 20 minutes because <laughs> there are parts of this movie that, me personally, I don't give a fuck about.
0: <clears throat> but I we're, mean, gonna, we're gonna give that's our fair. Deep it dive is long, soon. and
1: we're we're going
0: full on spoilers here. Yes. Like we're not gonna bother to like. Do a playback on what happened to the movie. We're just gonna dive straight into it and talk about everything because the reality is, if you're listening to this, why the fuck haven't you seen this movie? yet? That's true. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) they they want to
1: go like a two-hour spoiler-free review
0: (laughs) rather than a three-hour movie. Go see it. Just go see the damn movie and then come back. Yeah, and listen to us drone on
1: as much money as you can. We need it. Finally, I think this might be the final thing to trump Avatar.
0: Um, it might get there. Like, oh please do. Um, I think it it's already crossed over a billion. Worldwide. Oh my god. I gotta check on this real quick.
1: It's been not for three days. It's <laughs> for three days. So fast. Um but I mean just overall. Well uh, what opening night it made what <clears throat> well, like 250 million?
0: Something like that. It's crazy. Mm. Um okay, so as of April 28th, 2019, according to Box Office Mojo, 350 million domestic, uh, plus foreign totaling 1.2 billion. Holy shit. And it opened in China, I think first what earlier this week like a few days before it opened uh in the u.s it opened in china okay yeah so it's but i could
1: have been on Weibo getting spoilers (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) i have nothing to add to that (laughs) okay what did you guys just think overall thoughts did you enjoy it what were you what were you thinking
1: after you uh you know so shane what did you think (laughs) Let me tell you a story. We're making a change in our lives here. All right? That's true. We're going to be good people. I didn't say that. Oh, okay. Let's not get too crazy. give me this two-hour window, guys. Okay. Cameron, what did you think? Um, You know, I felt a lot of emotion... I'm going through this film. Not, not like from, car- Jesus, <laughs> I'm in
0: the world's most uncomfortable, you noisiest, sit in the, in the good
1: in the, chair. Cause I need my it laptop. Rolls. I need my
0: laptop at the same time. Yeah.
1: That's like, a, you can, Oh, it's not important. You <laughs> um, look like, your chair looks like a, like a drunk spider. Made it.
0: Yeah. It's no, I'm just, I hang on. I'm just going to ditch this. I'm just
1: going to, I'm just going to sit on the floor. I mean, you have the folding chairs that are just a little bit higher. You yeah, should but, stand for the whole thing. But then
0: I won't be able to get to my laptop. It's how, a I, little, how, how will I look there's up random a four-inch
1: difference between that. Your elbow is not going to be in that much pain. Hey, sometimes four inches makes all the difference. That's hey, can you sure. not talk about his elbow like that? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a low blow. An elbow okay. blow No, no. <laughs> yes. Chris said that, not me. Um, <laughs> this movie was, was such a, a roller coaster of emotions and a sense of I didn't like a lot of it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Even after the second time? Well, the second time you were describing... The second time me. I had such a shitty watching experience, I couldn't enjoy any of it. Uh, mm. But, you know, that's that's what you get. You, you throw the dice in, in your theater experiences. Uh, Is throw the dice the phrase? Is it yeah. roll the dice? <laughs> it, it depends on how angry you are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just go huck the dice. Am I right? <laughs> well, you Cameron's not the allowed.
0: <laughs> Cameron's not allowed in Vegas for too many cracks-based <laughs> injuries. You're yeah. a
1: big overhand dice guy. <laughs> yeah. Do you not use them as as, as uh, range weapons? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> throw dice, d twenty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you throw the dice, and sometimes you you get really bad people around you. And in this in this case. I had a really shitty viewing experience to the point where I just walked out for 20 to 30 minutes just so I could like it was quieter in the hall than it was in my seat, which is not a great time. But, you know, I for a lot of the movie, I enjoyed it for a lot of it. I really didn't okay. Time travel. We said we're going to we're going to hold yeah, off on a lot of time travel. We're stuff. We're definitely
0: going to get into time travel stuff because I have lots of thoughts on that. But we're going to save that more towards the end because it may go on for a while.
1: Uh, I will say Teen Titans Go did time travel better. than this Agreed. Movie. I will also see. agree. I have seen that film. Yes.
0: You would actually like it a lot. It's mm-hmm. really fun. Uh,
1: I have. You it's have all. seen oh, it? Oh, yeah. Teen oh. Titans Go is great. Oh. It's like the most self-aware film I've watched in years, and You're I it? loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually... I'm going to give this... like Okay, a little context. I'm casual. I've seen probably, I don't know, 50 to 60% of the Marvel films. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to give it a, a, an A, because I enjoyed it. And my thing is, I don't understand a lot of like the, uh, the deeper nuanced references. So... I feel like it was just overall a really solid film. And uh, like my really hot take that I've been going around saying is this is like the most enjoyable comedy I've watched in a bunch of, like in a while, because it feels studio like all comedy. the jo- Oh, what? It's the studio comedy. Oh, absolutely. It's a major studio, studio, studio comedy. comedy. <laughs> uh, big budget studio <laughs> comedy. Where were they? They were in the Marvel Universe the whole time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> people are looking in the wrong places. That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't want it, to hang over four. You want <laughs> Thor 3. <laughs> <laughs> take that, game night. Yeah um tag it's basically the same movie (laughs) yeah pretty much except for with actual jokes uh but yeah i don't know i really enjoyed it because i think that there wasn't the the stakes were a lot lower for me like i came into being like oh this is a movie they just threw a lot of money at i'm gonna enjoy this Mm -hmm. and and boy did they throw money at it oh my god how much do you think natalie portman got for that cameo (sighs) oh my god Can we talk about Natalie Portman already? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. It's going to be longer Uh, than the time travel conversation. (laughs) Highlight of the film, Natalie Portman. No, Cameron, go ahead. Let's let's, let's get Natalie Portman talk out of the way right up front. I don't have a lot to say, but (laughs) I will say that's the highlight of my (laughs) movie. podcast within the podcast, (laughs) Natalie Portman talk. Yeah. (laughs) Natalie Portman being on screen for 15 seconds without any dialogue Mm. is the best thing that could have happened. Apparently, she went to the premiere, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She was there. Yeah, she was at the premiere. That's why I was like, oh, maybe she's in the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe she's back because uh, <laughs> everyone is back for this movie, and we see everybody. Yeah. Uh, but when we first see, you know, Thor, Thor and Rocket get to Asgard, you only see Natalie's hand as she's walking into a room, and I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. She's the one they didn't get, mm-hmm, yeah. and that, that's just a little tease. They're like, oh, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna lower expectations. So then, boom. When she's there, she's there. Yeah, dude, we this g- movie is just a bunch of movies within a movie. We There's gonna the get will great- they, won't they? It's like a romantic comedy with <laughs> yeah. me and Natalie Portman. Like, will I see her on screen? Great five seconds of her getting up from a fainting couch and then walking uh, away. <laughs> those five seconds. <laughs> Honestly, this movie, for a lot of the time travel parts, it felt like it was just B-roll that was left on the cutting room floor. It's like, hey, can we use this for something else? And like honestly, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if she wasn't actually in the movie. If that was just a shot that just had that from yeah a Dark World, and they uh, animated Rocket in behind her,
0: I wouldn't be surprised yeah. either. Because that was kind of one of the fun things seeing it the second time was trying to find the seams of some mm-hmm. of those scenes and right. see like what was new and what's old. And some of
1: it's obvious, but there's other points so it's like. Yeah, like some of those Avengers scenes where you're like, were they shooting a documentary about shooting Avengers, right? Yeah. And they're just like, ah, we'll use this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it I just did some PA's like uh, iPhone footage. <laughs> I did
0: love These the are Natalie, hilarious uh, Snapchats of the yeah. Avengers. <laughs> I did love that Natalie Portman was back because it gave me an opportunity to come up with a good Natalie Portmanteau.
1: He already said that joke, Chris. <laughs> I, you, Chris I, I, Shane already said is that is joke, and you just straight up stole stuffed. it. Did you? This did is you a time heist of jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Did wow. you say it? He I did. <laughs> he said it as you started recording. Chris, you never listened to me. I don't listen to anybody. I know. This is Cameron's life. <laughs> I've
0: said this before. I have music playing on these headphones.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a smart move. Yeah. I like um, imagine it's like a dentist's office in your head. like Just yeah. like a very light soft rock. I'm just mm-hmm. listening to some great Michael Giacchino. Just some, just some loud drilling. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, you and I have very different dentist's experience. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. the dentist. I mean, you are very white teeth. Oh, thank you very much. I don't. Uh, I found the dentist very relaxing. I grew up in a family where soda was replaced with water, or other way around. Water was replaced with soda. <laughs> 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 oh, what world is this? In? I don't know. Where are you living? <laughs> Just Do you t- not live in, in Dr. Pepper country? I, yeah, I was gonna say my mom was not CFO of Dr. Pepper. Oh, okay, mine yeah. was. How dare you?
0: <laughs> no, like I. I thought this was fun. Um, <clears throat> I definitely came out of it describing it as Avengers fan service. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of joke theft, my friend Jason stole that joke and put it on Facebook. <laughs> so it all comes full circle. Um, no, like, I think it was fun. I think it was more focused on delivering moments fans had always wanted to see than necessarily telling a good story, which is kind of the opposite, I feel like, how they've gone beforehand. They, ru- they used what is it, the, the rule of cool over the rule of logic. Ooh, that's a good way of putting it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it was still, overall, I enjoyed it, especially the second time around. Uh, I luckily had a good second viewing experience. Uh, Although I had a guy sitting directly next to me who was, like, the over-laugher. Like, in in the same way that I was saying with Infinity War, we all went to go see it, how there's nothing worse in a movie than someone, like, crying way too hard at something. The real worst thing is someone laughing way too hard. It's like, if it's a chuckle-worthy moment and he's, like, full-on, like, Piercing guffaw, Yo, and he's the only person in the theater laughing. You're know, like, do you not have any self-awareness to recognize that no one else is laughing this hard? Or is your <laughs> life
1: that sad where that's yeah. where you find the I mean, most humor? Given the look. I'd say his life is probably that sad. Okay, I feel like I'm general. I feel like but... a garbage person because it's like, oh man, I wish I was enjoying this as much as you were. But then I'm also like, you stop fucking enjoying this. Yeah. Is this yeah. much. you're enjoying you too enjoy much more than I enjoy. Yeah, this. right. But then again, I also <clears throat> watch stand-up comedy with my arms crossed, like a real piece of trash yeah (laughs) so i'm the worst i'm not here to laugh i'm here to critique (laughs) yeah yeah. just here to judge i'll be the evaluator of whether Mm. these jokes are worthy of my my laughs you could have held off on that punchline for four more seconds and really gotten a bigger laugh (laughs) yeah his lpms are too low yeah (laughs) gotcha um so i'm curious though what
0: did you guys think uh of kind of the first surprise of the movie they kill thanos and then like 20 minutes. Was that surprising for you guys? What did you think about that? I mean, the first surprise is
1: Linda Cardellini wasn't the main star of the film. I mean, I love me some Linda C. Oh man. I don't know why we didn't get more Cardellini time (laughs) because she was always killing it when she was on screen. Like, you know, talking about steal the stage. Cartellini. Always. No matter what. I mean,
0: this sounds like a bit. I legitimately love Linda Cartellini. I know. We, no, we, she's we all We're all, love all in on Linda Cartellini.
1: Like, I'm telling you, man. If she had her own spinoff on Disney Plus, so, so I the want thing. the Linda
0: Barton's, Laura Barton spinoff. <laughs> so here's the thing. <laughs> the so Laura is... sorry.
1: She's got as many powers as Hawkeye. That's so
0: true. Yeah. Uh, that's true. White. I want to see her just, just one shot lay a perfect line
1: of mayo down a hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> she, she becomes the condiment queen. Oh. <gasps> So I'm uh, bored now. <laughs> what if she like in like that ja- like they're in Japan and the guys fighting and then they like remove the hood and it was Linda Cardellini instead <laughs> of Jeremy Renner? I would have been like, so oh here's my god! So here is the thing: Marvel or Disney Plus did say they're giving a Marvel "What If" series. Oh, really? Which means. This could happen. Okay. Like, so give me, can I get an example of like a Marvel what if series? Like what if the vision had to work in an office or like? No, it, it's, it's more like <laughs> Big <so>. grander scale. <laughs> yeah. He had I to see work you did know, file like, like, uh, your time and sheets and for
0: this yeah. week, George. What if the, the vision discovered a hole in his amazing sweater vest? Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: I'm really getting poor. for it's, this. <laughs> it's vision versus the moths that, that live in the Avengers headquarters. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, Scarlet Witch, my incremental tax rate is killing my ability <laughs> to get better clothes. Yeah, you, you get the idea. Uh, <laughs> so, what is it actually? Uh, it's more like what if Loki won, or what if. Thor never showed up for the first Avengers fight or, you know, something like that. And and so what if Peggy like,
0: Carter became Captain America instead mm-hmm. of
1: Steve? And so then is it like one episode spinoff? Like you just see it for like a single episode? Or yeah. Do, do, they... you, do you remember the Futurama episodes <clears throat> where they do the, the what the, yeah, oh, the what if machine uh, the thing longer? Uh, tales? Uh, yeah. mm, what's it called? I'll look it up. No, no, no. You're, I think you're thinking of, um, no, the scary door. No, I'm thinking okay. uh, is the Treehouse F- of Horror. No, I'm, I'm thinking of, I think of
0: Futurama. Yeah, the thing okay. longer one, yeah. but it's like it's like Tales of the Unknown. It's it the title they give it is something a uh,
1: play on. Oh, okay, okay. Continue. Yeah, they they use the What If machine, and that's okay. basically what it is. So. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, like it, what if what if Captain America was Ant Man? <laughs> <laughs> Tales
0: Just, of Interest. That's it. Okay. There we go. Anthology of Interest, mm-hmm. featuring Al Gore as himself. Yes.
1: So it, are it's gonna be it's gonna be that. Uh, oh, okay but That's with cool. yeah with the
0: Marvel thing. And it's going to be on the plus?
1: Mm-hmm. On nice. the
0: plus, yeah, animated. Yes. With oh. most
1: with most likely the principal voice cast returning. Wow. Yeah. They got they're... them in those all together deals. Do yeah, I, I think they just at this point, Yeah, you know, those bundle deals here you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They, Marvel gonna, like a uh, PS4 this. Ultimate and also Uncharted 4. hmm. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah.
0: But I think at this point, Marvel 2 like they have so much budget, they don't care. Like they'll just resign people for huge new exorbitant contracts and not give a shit.
1: Ooh, speaking of which, how much did it cost? Do we ever get a final number on how much it costs to make endgame? Because I know that they did it as like a combo production with Infinity War. But I want to say that the number I saw was like $500 million, which is crazy I, that they are they just doubled it up in the first weekend.
0: I wouldn't be surprised because, um, again, they can spend as much as they want. I mean, just yeah. the cast for this movie alone is greater than probably most film budgets.
1: Well, yeah, Natalie Portman was as much as Robert Downey Jr. Um, Vin Diesel, too. <laughs> <laughs> they, had, hey, they paid him right. in for coach. Did you see in the credits, like, everyone, like, usually in a movie, it's like, the, the, there's only one person who gets the with, and one person gets, like, the and, but everyone is so famous in this movie, everyone gets an and or a with, so it's like, with Vin Diesel as Groot, <laughs> and... Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man yeah. and Jeremy Renner's signature. Like everyone had to get yeah, a unique... signature edition Jeremy Renner. <laughs> that's a collectible edition of yeah. Jeremy Renner. Okay. Also, I got a question for you guys.
0: When I type in end game budget, what do you think the first auto propagation is? Uh, net
1: worth. No, it's end game budget in rupees. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a good question. Yeah. Are you not a big fuck? fan of like high rule currencies? Thank you. That's what really, I wanted to make that joke.
0: Because <laughs> he wouldn't it. get it.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't get it. Actually, it looks hey, like hey, yeah, Chris play a video game one time. I refuse. Uh, looks like it's probably around four hundred million. Jeez, which is crazy with how much just B roll footage they used. Yeah. <laughs> All that iPhone stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but Okay, wait. In the end, it just like goes to black, and then it's just a white Apple logo, and it's actually been an Apple commercial the whole time. Yes. Okay, wait. This is a in. tight end. All of this was shot on. <laughs> on. The, on. the Apple 11. <laughs> yeah, the iPhone 4GS. Yeah. Why did I think I'd be able to
0: apply structure to this podcast?
1: <laughs> but like, seriously, what did you guys think of them killing off
0: Thanos in the, all first, right, the first, all right. in Sorry. first five uh, minutes yeah, before we started you're, talking you're, about Linda Cardellini? Here's a
1: cogent take. Uh <laughs> I really liked it. Uh, I thought that there was so much buildup, and even though I was trying to avoid so many of the spoilers, like you can't Mm -hmm. help but it left you at a place where you had to really not know anything (laughs) to try and see what... to at least not even guess what was going to happen. And there's already so much source material that they could be pulling from that I liked it. They were like, boom, we're going to kill Thanos. Now you have to think about it. And in the movie, at least it gives you that jarring moment where you go, I don't know what's going to happen next, even if I do know... That there is all these the source material because they, this could go in any directions. It, it's almost like they're they're forcing that reset ten minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. It's you know we've had a year to theorize and guess about what's gonna happen, and we spent hours and hours just oh yeah yeah so <clears> many trying Burger to imagine is is gonna it's happen, just <laughs> speculating. Yeah, and and the fact <clears throat> that yeah Thanos is you know murdered in the first five minutes. Murdered. You, Yes.
0: I mean, murder. Like,
1: what, what word would you use instead of murder? Straight murked up. I mean, but it just murder sort of implies like that he was bad, killed ruthlessly with an axe without any like defense. I mean, he did kill like every well, yes. Yes. Half of everybody. You, you can murder <laughs> a murderer. I just, actually, Chris, he did not kill everybody. He killed one, one yeah. half of everybody. 50%. Yeah. Also, not a decimation, which is what
0: they were calling it for a long time because yeah. that is a 10th. Is there like a word like half summation? Sure.
1: You can have that (laughs) one. He went (laughs) halvesies
0: on the universe. Yeah.
1: (laughs) He went splitskies. Yes. (laughs) He went Dutch. (laughs) So Dutch. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, it, you, you see him, you see him go down and then I, for me, I kind of just forgot about all the trailers and all the footage we already had Mm -hmm. like, what what happens now? Because like, yeah, I mean, a lot of the trailers featured prominently that early prologue stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes the, sense. that that uh, Jeremy Renner was like the cold open, and I figured that would have been something we would have seen 25 minutes into the film yeah. you know, when they're building in Act One. Yeah, Instead, not expecting oh. him to be a main character. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, how much time did you build for me to complain about Jeremy Renner <laughs> being the main, having the most lines in this movie? Uh, I've saved the final twenty minutes. <laughs> Thank goodness, because I'm gonna talk about it.
0: But I mean, I guess they also had to pull from that section because they deliberately withheld revealing what characters looked like. So they mm-hmm. withheld showing that Thor was gonna get fat or that Hulk
1: had become Professor Hulk. Or that Korg's back. The most. The important Korg, part. yeah, the Korg was back. Valkyrie was back. Meek. Meek is back. Do you think having, oh, having. It's uh, being mean on Call of Duty. Do you think it's Fortnite? Oh. Of course. Of, of course, course. Ooh, you think of course it was Fortnite. Wow. Really? Because wow. that. i one of my Gen Z. What? One of the things that. <laughs> Gen X? Whatever. Made me really upset is that got the biggest cheer in my theater.
0: <laughs> fucking Seeing tweens. it last night
1: was when fucking Fortnite came on screen. Really? Yeah. Did somebody get up and floss? Uh, I mean, I was second row, so maybe behind me. It honestly wouldn't <laughs> it, surprise me. It'd be so it funny. T-
0: it took me a second to realize you meant the dance, the flop. Like, why <laughs> would they, like, was that how like, they celebrate in Fortnite? Did they just, like, go and do really good? It turns out, the game was w- really isn't about the second. I can talk
1: about dental hygiene <laughs> on this pod, but uh... Fortnite players have incredible dental hygiene, all right? It's <laughs> actually do you think that big dentist <laughs> the behind Fortnite. Do you think that's going to date this movie? No. I think okay. it's, it's such a small moment, yeah, and i also I think that fortnite like i I actually don't think I've ever played it, and I'm a huge I'm gamer, but I really do feel like it kind of expanded beyond. The gaming world and to a port, point where so many people knew what it was, but just America—that's become... the thing. Really? Yeah, Fortnite is not huge. Uh, could take uh, me. I don't know,
0: but I'd be curious if they changed out what game was playing oh, depending on where they went. because like, mm-hmm. they, they did that with Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cap's list of pop culture references would change depending on which country the movie came out. In. Oh, really? So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it's different other parts of the world. I mean, just was it put just in a
1: screen that said China, greatest country. In the yeah, world. exactly. <laughs> Just, just put in fucking FIFA. Everyone plays FIFA. Oh yeah, there you go. In China, the uh, the Tiananmen Square revolt was on there, but then like blacked out. <laughs> it's just a, it's just a bunch of bars against the screen. It says yeah. redacted. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and well, the North Korea version of this film well, is just.
0: <laughs> it's just a picture of Kim Jong Un.
1: Kim Jong Un playing shooting an eighteen on, in golf.
0: Yeah. Uh, what? 17. Give him credit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you got a negative one.
0: <laughs> what, um, what I do love though is that the implication is that people will still be playing Fortnite in 2023, which yeah. is true. I mean, what did you guys think about the use of that mechanism of like jumping forward time years? Did you think that worked? Did you believe the world that existed
1: in five years after the fact? It's, um, I feel like they didn't really know what future they wanted because it felt like half dystopia. Yes. I'd agree with that. Because um, it's a dystopia, but they have like brand new electric Audis. Yes. Also, it was so bright comparatively. Like the, the there was no change in the color palette to even kind of indicate that there was some sort of, you know, dystopian future. Well, I don't think it, it was meant to be dystopian. Right. Well, that was I the think it was weird. It felt like a juxtaposition. Yeah. Like I, I understand that, yes, everyone would probably be sad. Sorry. Five years from now, there'd still be a little emotion. You know, there's probably still a lot of people grieving, but... I think people would continue living and working, mm-hmm. and society would continue moving forward. Uh, the only thing I thought was a little weird was when they kind of cut to cap just like running like an eight person like group of people talking oh, I know That's, that's so from few. one of a isn't that from one of the source material? Like he, um, he becomes, like, a, so, a counselor? I don't know about that, but in
0: Winter Soldier, that's... Uh, Falcon's job. Falcon's job. Sam Wilson, mm-hmm. oh, okay. his job is counseling um, veterans who have oh, come I back see. from war or suffering from PTSD. And I think, Cameron, you've made a comment that maybe yeah, that's Yeah, I what... thought
1: that... Because uh, we see that moment in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And so I thought uh, Cap was going to take over Sam's position as as uh, counselor. Oh, I see. And he kind of does. Yeah. But it's also his way of... it. That moment, you know, the first 10 minutes of the the five years later is how everyone grieves. Right. And but, I think that's important to see. But my question was, like, what happens when Captain America's like, I got to go fight Thanos? Like, do they still have meetings? Like, who's going to run the meeting? Like, did, who got coffee? Like, uh, are well, they all there? Uh, and they're like, uh, the guy that was supposed to be the, supporting uh, us is not here. It's the other Russo brother comes in. Oh, he's yeah. he's <laughs> the backup. I, I did love the the
0: Joe Russo cameo, because I think he's cameoed in pretty much all of the movies. I'm trying sure to remember who he was in Winter Soldier, but he was the... Don't look at me. Stop the, the, looking the at me. The psychiatrist that Zemo killed in Civil War and replaced. Okay. And I forget where he popped up in Infinity War. Uh, also, it's a small moment, but he is now the first canonical gay character in a Marvel film. Oh, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could have done better than that, to be perfectly honest. But yeah. hey, it's something. Hey, hey. It's something. Know, uh, the
1: journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Chris. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I was a little bit confused by how that structure would work. I felt like, cause it's it feels like almost Back to the Future too, like the Biff era, mm-hmm. Back to the Future 2 At some point, like there's just cars still like crashing on the side of the road, but at the same time, they built this massive, beautiful memorial in San Francisco. You you kind of feel like someone would have like they would have done cleanup.
1: Yeah, like uh, Iron Man was wearing three ties at once. It was crazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I, you know, yeah, it, it seemed like <laughs> there's, there's just a framed
0: almanac. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed like they sh- maybe should have fleshed that space out a little bit or just, I think maybe some of their visuals were a little off in terms of the way they, they structured it. Like mm-hmm. San Francisco would not still be like dystopian. Uh, it th- would have gone down, which would be great. But. Uh,
1: yeah, I think, I, I feel like in general, like they, I, this is another opinion I have. That's kind of a, a little off the wall. I feel like this movie should have been three more hours because like I just wanted more explanations of every single choice that they made. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because the first five minutes up until they kill Thanos is so fast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're like, "All right, we're getting the band together. Okay, yeah. we're doing it. Let's yeah. go!" Captain oh, Marvel- Thanos is oh. dead. <laughs> uh, all right, Captain Marvel's out. I'll see you in two and a half hours. Yeah, uh, she did like the hammer thing, and then oh, was it you guys I was watching with that she, the, the whole like uh, yes, we, I, we, telepathy we were there piece, the, where she says, "I have telepathy," while he's pulling the hammer back. What? what? Oh, looks like uh, I'm an insider over here. What? what? Uh, when <clears throat> Captain Marvel and Thor first meet, if you like, listen really, really closely, when he's walking over to her, you can hear her say, I have telepathy to him. That's not true. She doesn't have telepathy. That's, that's not one of her powers. I know, but it says it in the thing. You can listen. You can hear it. in the in the script. Yeah, I don't know. It was a, it was on YouTube. Maybe somebody added it. I think someone might have added it. I think it. someone
0: added it. Yeah. yeah, she does not have telepathy. I know. That's the
1: thing that's so weird. I was like, I didn't think she had telepathy. <laughs> I don't know very much about these things. Now you just have to cut this part out. Yeah, you know? and we're just
0: ignore shade the rest of this time.
1: <laughs> but okay, so do you guys remember when <laughs> Captain Marvel took over minor parts of Asia? That was so crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, did you guys think that the rest of the structure worked, though? Did you like the concept of the time heist and going back and stealing the gems? Without getting into, like, the crazy time travel mechanics, I promise we'll get into that. Just the general
1: idea of going back in time to steal the stones. Did you like
0: that idea and just generally how it was executed?
1: Um, usually, I'm okay with time travel stuff. Okay. They, best time travel movie. Best time travel movie? Yeah. Oh, God. Probably Bill and Ted. Okay. Good, what, good uh, Wedding Crashers, because it's about 45 minutes too long. <laughs> <laughs> very true um, yeah it's crazy they have like two infinity stones in that movie <laughs> <laughs> dude i didn't think we'd see the power stone at the reception that was yeah crazy. i'm
0: trying to think wait there's uh hey there are two marvel actors in that movie owen jeremy wilson Renner and <laughs> christopher Natalie, walken no none jeremy renner's not in that he's <laughs> not bradley cooper bradley cooper <laughs> Richard mcadams that's right. Okay, and somehow Christopher Walken has not been in an MCU movie. This that part. actually is so surprising yes. to me right
1: now. That that makes me kind of sad. I yeah. feel like he
0: might pop up as like a voice performance in to. Guardians Three. Somewhere. He just plays
1: Stanley. Yeah. Also, how has
0: Jane Seymour not been in an MCU film? My God, Who's was that again? The mom in Wedding Crashers. She was also Solitaire in Live and Let Die. She was also Will Ferrell not been in a Marvel woman.
1: movie? Because I, I mean, because it's Will Ferrell. I feel like he'd do anything. He did Holmes and Watson. <laughs> Oh, God, good point. Yeah, yeah, but I think he wanted to do that. That's the difference. <laughs> Why, though? I honestly <laughs> he could not it? tell you. I no, there, there's so. no way. Did he lose a bet? I feel like that movie was written as, like, there was a kindergarten project where, like, all right, kids, everyone write your funniest joke. Well, you <laughs> and know, then they just put them back to back yeah, to back in a script. What, it pro- what I probably think that was, was it probably started as a funnier die bit that probably had, like, one good joke in it. And mm-hmm. someone's like, hey, let's make this a movie. I mean, they like made the landlord a movie. Yeah. Let's be honest. The
0: overall idea there of Will Farrell and John C. Riley reteaming to do a Holmes and Watson story is a fantastic idea. Yeah. They yes. just did not nail the concept. I didn't even bother watching
1: it because as I. soon as
0: I saw they were making selfie jokes, I was like, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, great question about time, yes, Chris. Yes. Uh, so what's your favorite time time travel movie? Uh, I told you Wedding Crashers. That's true. Yeah, yeah. What's yours, Chris? I mean, it's Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah. That, that's it's
0: my number two. Yeah, and I mean, this is controversial, but for me, Back to the Future Three is my favorite. Back to the Future. I Back know, he cool. like my mind. I love trains. So <laughs> I love trains and cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Huge Snowpiercer guy. I, I do love Snowpiercer. In fact, yeah, one of Chris Evans'
1: best films. It's the only Chris Evans films I haven't seen. Also, Tilda Swinton's in that. too. You it? haven't seen Snowpiercer? Mm-mm. Oh, oh I feel man, like it's really intense. It is That's why I haven't seen it. Because when it came out, I was it was just after a breakup. And I'm like, mm, not in the mood for a sad film. It and then was, like three years later, I'm like, I wouldn't. Mm, like, I don't film. think that was a movie that like I'd be flipping through and be like, this movie's gonna depress me in a way that relationships depress me. No, I mean it was just a, like a low point in it's, life. Okay, I guess it's
0: very intense. Like you come yeah. out of it like. You're shook when yeah. you come out of that movie.
1: Oh, also, I feel like Tilda Swinton. Just like every time she does a character, she's so off the walls, and it's always so good. Like, I love her. I, I just feel like someone's like whoever's doing casting is just like, oh, I need a crazy kind of person, but yeah. that's super believable. Get me the Swinton. <laughs> I, Get me Tilda. I did <laughs> love me Tilda. That they, she's just a single squiggly line.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, I love they. They double down on. What is one of their most controversial casting decisions still is Tilda Swinton as the Ancient One and mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. They brought her back. It makes sense they would bring her back for that moment because Doctor Strange himself wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. And I, the thing is, I love her and I like that performance, but I also understand why it's
1: problematic. But I also get, like, her part in the movie brought up the most important thing about time travel. Yes. Is, you know, they, they kind of went that over... Is super the, dope. That it's stupid dumb. <laughs> Hang on, we're, we're going to get to the mechanics of it later.
0: We're going to get into it, I promise.
1: Uh, the, I mean, she does bring up, like, yeah, if you take the stone, what happens to us? Yeah. But, I mean, then there's the argument that Hulk could have made of, like, well, no matter what, you're fucked. Yeah, so give me the goddamn yeah, stone. Yeah, you give me the stone now. <laughs> you're going to get Dormammu'd so hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because I think for me... The time heist thing, or just the time travel in general, this felt the most jump the shark of anything that's happened in the MCU so far. Mm -hmm. It definitely bugged me the first time. Second time around, I already knew what was going to happen, so it didn't bother me as much. But it did, like, I don't know, something about Tony Stark being like, yeah,
1: I cracked it. I cracked time travel. I'm like, I don't believe this. <laughs> yeah. <when laughs> it's like it's like a Thursday night, and he's like, oh, what should I do? Should I solve time travel? <laughs> it's like, I mean,
0: like, RDJ is a fantastic actor, and in general, the MCU's been really good about making this ridiculous stuff believable, but this didn't work for me. I,
1: I will say that it didn't feel like, you know how you have to kind of earn certain things, where yeah. it has to show you failing enough times that when you succeed, it feels like that was earned? Yeah. The fact that he was like, run this projection, and it just says successful on yeah. the thing. I was like, oh wow, that was quick. Like, well, you, you can see on the monitor. I mean, it doesn't make any sense, but in the uh, in the model, like you do see multiple attempts being run as he's talking. Right, right, right. And I understand that, but I feel like it's still required in as part of when you're just doing structural writing that you need. And I know they're trying to service so many people in this episode. In episode, yes. <laughs> God, <you> fucking <laughs> in writer. This min, in this minisode <laughs> of television, uh, in this single Strong... Strong... In fifteen minutes. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, we still haven't talked about the fact that there's a buddy comedy in the middle of this movie. <laughs> but uh, the fact that they, they just go to the fact that Robert Downey Jr. is like, I can solve time travel, but I don't want to. In which uh, That was nice, but then show me him at least struggling a little bit instead of being like, I'm just reluctant to solve your problem and I just don't really want to because I know how it's going to end for me. Yeah. Yeah, it was,
0: <clears throat> I don't know, just kind of a weird conceit. That being said, I liked the, the scenes so where they went back in time. Like, I thought the, especially them going back to the Avengers Tower from the first Avengers movie, that whole sequence was really fun. Yeah, totally. Um, and I mean, I was surprised by how funny this movie was. Like, yeah. obviously, the MC movies in general are pretty funny, but just given what happened in Infinity War and what had to be done in this movie, I was expecting it to maybe be a little bit more dour. But I thought this like was. This felt like the
1: biggest, like, emotional flip for me. Because it'd be, like, yeah. a very down moment, and then Thor would show up. Like, be, hey, I'm fat now. I'm fat. I'm go- <laughs> I'm so goofy. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that fat joke? Yeah. It's coming back. It's coming, coming back. back three more times. <laughs> oh. I, I do think they might have been in his cabin in New Asgard for a touch too long. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, ooh, we get it. He's depressed. But he never had a moment where they were just like, all right, we need you back. There's beer, and he was like, oh, I'm coming. You I'm guys. On my way. All oh, shucks, but I'll come along. <laughs> what happened to Korg, man? Why can't we bring Korg? And he's with in the us? final battle. Oh, is he? Yeah. yeah I don't Kork, remember. Kork, yeah, Cory and, and Meek. Meek are both in the final fight. I mean, was he wearing the romp him the whole time? No, I wish. Oh, God. that would have been awesome. It's a fantastic romp him. I feel like do we you... need to buy romp hims. So. Uh, do you think have, that's well, just what one. Taika yeah. Waititi showed up on, like, on set wearing? And yes. like, Yeah, Cory has to wear that now. I think that was actually... I saw something that it was apparently... Based off of a romp him he wore to a comic convention one time. Good, I, so I can loves, totally believe it. And that. he loves like pineapples, well, and yeah. So of that's why he is. Like all the pineapples. Yeah, I could like...
0: absolutely. I I mean, Taika Waititi will always be the best thing whatever he's in. Yeah, including this movie, <laughs> including Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. We'll get to that.
1: Taika Waititi <laughs> plays the American best friend in the Green Lantern in the live action Green Lantern film with Ryan Reynolds. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and he does he have a, like an American of... accent. Yes, what? it's so bad. Why would you do that? Like, why <laughs> would you be like, hey, what's the best part about Taika Watiti? We should take that away. Yeah, it's so because he also doesn't write his dialogue. Uh, so it's just like the worst Ew. dialogue with the worst accent. And he still pulls it off better than anything else. Oh, God. He's, yeah. he's a goddamn legend. Yeah. In an mean, international I have, delight. I made a blood pack to watch every Mark Strong movie, so maybe I need to go back. Yeah. Did you? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> with who? Who did I make a blood I don't, pack? To watch I was gonna Mark offend Strong. you. even made it with someone other than me. So I love Mark Strong. <laughs> I, I I made it with Mark Strong himself. <laughs> yes. As, as a pact of eternal youth, both him and I have to see every Mark Strong movie. He actually has to see every Shane Tully movie. It's been a really terrible bet on my end. Every, every stand-up <laughs> special. Yeah. Where, where I uh, where I just stand crossed arms delivering jokes. I mean, I'd watch every Mark Strong movie.
0: I've seen a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I'm looking to see what else he made. Um... But, I mean, so did you guys like those scenes? I know Cameron, you said that when you went back for your second viewing to escape, you left during the nineteen seventy sequence. Like, yeah, like and what about that one? Didn't really do it for you.
1: It's, oh God, it's, it's one of those. I mean, I don't want to get too much in the time travel stuff. We will. But it's just, I know we will. I'm trying to hold back. This, this podcast just won huge tease. Oh, my God. Mark
0: Strong is 105 acting credits. I think so. yeah, 105 <laughs> years old. If you honestly, if you were like, get ready. If
1: you said over, under, seven, I would have said under.
0: Yeah, there, there's a lot of movies on here. A lot of TV, too. You can skip the TV. When but did anymore. Mark
1: Strong start acting? Once again, over, under,
0: 2015, <laughs> I'm going
1: to say 99. 89. Damn it. What? How old is the strong He's man? He's 105 years old. <laughs> I want to say. He's done one movie every year of his life. <laughs> every time he does a thing, they have to sing happy birthday to him? Yeah. He is... 50 43. Five. He's born in 63. Is Mark Strong a time lord? What's going yeah, on yeah. here? I mean, the man, yeah, man does, Tom Cruise.
0: does not age. Still looks fantastic. Yeah.
1: If you told me Mark Strong is a Scientologist at this point, I'd believe you. It'd make me very sad, but... He's one of those actors, like, him and Jason Statham are those people where, like, you could say anything about them? Like, yeah, that sounds right. I feel like I have a pretty good touch on Jason Statham's career. Just for watching knowing the that first he four was a like, former uh, professional diver and then was in a mob? Okay, fine. I do not have a good <laughs> handle on Jason Statham's career. Yeah. Yeah. Someone, someone did a, like, Life of Jason Statham video, and I'm like, no, this... None of this can be true. The the Life of Pi 2, Jason Statham. Yeah, Yeah. there's
0: old footage of him when he's a diver, when he still has hair. Like, not Mm -hmm. a lot of hair, mind you, but he still has
1: hair. Yeah, and he's one of those people that I just thought he was bald his entire life. (laughs) He's just, hey, we're all born bald. Yeah. Oh, That's actually not true, but in my mind. He was. (laughs) But he was. Yeah, and he stayed bald. Um, okay, sorry, the we got distracted by, old. <laughs> we got distracted by the Mark Strong Chronicles. Yeah. Uh, I actually, okay, I'll just say this. I enjoyed the, the time heist stuff. I thought it was fun. I liked the, yeah. So I felt like the middle was just three mi- mini buddy comedies where they're like, what would be fun? Let's take these two characters and just send them somewhere. Yeah, and absolutely. I felt, I didn't expect to see that in this movie because they had so much story to resolve that they just in the middle of the movie were like, let's create new stories. And I thought that was great. Like, I loved seeing Thor and just Rocket. That was so fun. Um, <clears throat> Renner and Black Widow, not for me. But the other parts was really in, just an enjoyable piece of we've seen these ca- characters for so long. What happens if you just put these two characters together and then give them uh, a problem to solve? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was great. Yeah, and especially the uh, the Nebula War Machine stuff I thought was cool. Because they, the two characters you never you never think about being together but then, when you see them, they're like, oh right, they're both people that are broken, yeah, and yep. they're not fully, you know, they're they're not fully human anymore. And how do <laughs> yeah, you? I feel like they didn't appreciate that enough of being like, man, being a cyborg is weird. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you have you have Winter Soldier just like ghosting behind them, like, yeah, I, I get it too. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. hey, guys, <laughs> guys, uh, did uh, is there any explanation for why? Nebula just shares her memories with other Nebula. Like, is that something that it's, was... it's like a it's like an interspace Wi-Fi thing? Yeah, from my understanding. Yeah, All right. Like, oh f- man, how did she log into our network? She didn't have a password, and then it's like, <laughs> oh no, she knew the password from the future. She had the encryption key. I, I was <laughs> trying to figure
0: that out the second time around. It's yeah. It, it sounds like her memory and like her brain, more or less, is connected to like a cloud-based network, basically. Oh, it's in the
1: cloud. Duh. And so yeah. having on, t- <laughs> like two of them there at the same
0: time, it was she, like overlapping. Her, it was
1: like when you have two Chromecasts and they're trying to connect to yeah. the Wi-Fi at the same time and they it, all get confused. Here's one of the things that kind of bothered me with that whole memory sequence is Thanos goes to Ebony Mall Cause I remember his name now. Yes. Well done. Um, uh, and he says, "Search for Infinity Stones." But he didn't say Alexa at the front. Was that what? <laughs> he didn't you? say Alexa or Google. <laughs> uh, but just the fact that, like, I guess her memory can uh, has like file names. I guess. Uh, actually they, just, like, they started playing it and someone turned off. He's like, No, 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 don't turn off. That I was watching that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we got a commercial. God damn it. <laughs> Ebony yeah. Moss up there just going, Apple F. <laughs> yeah, that's what it felt like. <laughs> yeah, they, have, yeah, they have the thirty-second unskippable commercial yeah, between like, every actually, every five uh, minutes. You're gonna have to OCR her whole memory. It's gonna take a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that this does not have searchable text was kind of a clunky plot point
0: to like bring mm-hmm. Thanos back in. But I mean, I guess I kind of get it.
1: Also, did he watch five years of memories where they, did they sit down and like, because he was like, I know everything. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like, did they really spend the next five years looking at her eyeball? Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause well, when is he going to do the conquering? Well, here's <laughs> when he's done watching it. Here, here's <laughs> he needs a break. Can it's I like, give... I'm going to start the Simpsons from the beginning. Hey, hey, hey. No, I did that. <laughs> How far did you get? Uh, it's seven seasons. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, that is very can, impressive. Can we talk about the biggest plot, uh, plot hole number one? Does it involve time travel? Wait, you said the biggest plot hole number one. So yes. is it the biggest plot hole or no? It's the first of the biggest plot holes. Oh, Okay. Uh, the fact that they made it very clear. There's only so many, they only have one pin particle per person. Uh, so, so how did Thanos bring an entire ship? Not just that. How did Thanos get there in the first place? Nebula took the pin particle. Yeah. I got, a, a, that's a great question. Yeah. My biggest question yeah. is how did they shrink the ship? And yeah, no, mine was, uh, when Paul Rudd loses his taco, it looks like Hulk's giving him two tacos, but yes. in the next scene he's only eating one taco. What happened no, to the no, other I taco? Did, I did he look at that. I did so look quickly. at the second one. Uh-huh. Uh It's just it's like it's almost like a giant taco shell with two tacos inside of it. Right, but then Paul Rudd's only eating one taco after, and it's not like no. Uh, there is there is a divide nacho. in 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 the middle. There, so did I did you give him the... one taco, and then the other one he it's takes... one taco with like a chip in the middle. Oh, okay, yeah, oh, all okay. right. It has like a divide. Because it's a Hulk talk. Let's thing. just agree that it, we didn't solve that problem. Yes, we did Christ. not. <laughs> so, okay. The I'm, biggest, the biggest <laughs> hole, the the Russos forgot.
0: <laughs> so I, I do want to talk about some of the moments in this movie, too. Because I feel like... The fan service parts? Yeah, the fan service, though. Because I feel like this is what really delivered on... I think some of them worked better than others. Um, I really like when they go back to Avengers Tower and they sort of tease up a recreation of the elevator fight from Winter Soldier. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, cool. like, beat for beat. Same characters in it. Like, some of the same dialogue, same tension... And that Cap solves it but is whispering Hail Hydra. I really love that. Um, for me, that is what Marvel has always been really good at doing. Because that's kind of like their little nod to the fact that Cap in the comics was recently a Hydra agent. Yeah. Without actually having that be a story point, which is kind of what they've always done. It was like in Age of Ultron yeah. when Cap was able to wiggle the hammer. It's like, oh, right. He's been able to do that in the comics. There's like a little nod here. Um, or in Iron Man 3 that they put Pepper in an Iron Man suit. But it's like... it's organic to the story. So I felt a moment like that was really organic and I really
1: loved. Mm-hmm. Um I liked in the tower when uh Paul Rudd was saying, how did you not think those were bad guys? They all looked like <laughs> they bad all looked guys. like bad guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought that was <laughs> nice that it was almost so self-aware of the fact that the movies have grown and the way they've written them have grown. To at least go, yeah, like, duh, it was yeah. so obvious. How could you miss this? I,
0: I I just love Paul Rudd in general, especially in these movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He
1: gets to be all of us yeah. all the time. Yeah. He well, such he's the avatar for the audience. Yeah. He's the, he has all the smart ideas without having the smart follow through. Yeah. So he gets to pitch, you know, he gets to pitch time travel. But like, well, yeah, how do we do it? He's like, oh, well. You know they did it in Back to the Future, and that was you know that that made sense. That they worked. Did it in Bill and Ted that that made sense. So yeah, it should make sense here. Yeah, it was, uh, shout out to that rat for putting all the uh, the entire story elements you, into. So did you guys see the like Doctor Strange put all of his faith in like that was the one in fourteen million was the rat opening <laughs> the rat <laughs> <laughs> opening the quantum yeah. realm again? Yeah, that that's what he was waiting for for the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, oh, question for someone who hasn't seen the Ant Man movies. Uh, was Ken Jong's character part of that? Because everyone no. was so stoked when they saw Ken Jong. No, I mean that was just that just so he wanted to be the in the, movie. <laughs> the Russo brothers. I wish I could get that famous where I'm like, hey, make me an extra. You know, he just he showed up on set one day and he's like, hey, can I be in it? And I'm like, no. And so we just kept showing up. We, uh, he would show up in different costumes every day. <laughs> like, do you need a janitor? It's like, no, we don't need a janitor. Do you need a tow man? Do you need Superman? Yeah. <laughs> like, No, we, we, we can't, can't do that. Can do you need, need a Superman. doctor? I am one. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can, I can fix somebody. I wonder, like, I, I'm sure this has been said before, but Ken Jong as a doctor must have been, like, very unnerving, where he probably was, like, not great enough at comedy yet, so he was trying to, like, work his bits while oh, you're, 100%. like, being a doctor. percent it's like, I don't need that when I'm feeling sick. Well, like, he was also still a practicing
0: doctor after he did the hangover. Did he really? Was he really? Yeah. And they're like, I saw you.
1: You were naked in the I've trunk of a car. I've your penis. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> That's well, like, he's like, all my I've also seen <laughs> your, your penis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just a fair trade, I think. Well, yeah. But so the reason
0: he was in there is that the Russo brothers uh, have a history of putting in cast members from community in bit parts. So, like... Danny Were they involved Poudy. in community? I don't
1: know. What? Were they involved in community?
0: Yeah. So they, um, I don't know if they directed the pilot, but they, one of the things that like helped get them on the map was they directed all of the paintball episodes. That's right. Like the oh, Modern okay. Warfare episodes. I've never seen community. Have you uh, seen community?
1: I've seen, uh, the, like half the first season. It's good. Yeah. It's great. But yeah. People yeah. always like, cite those like, make it, it to the episodes. paintball episode. Cause those, those are the best ones. Oh, okay. Yeah. People say those oh, are oh, great. Oh, is it like a recurring episode every season? Or uh, yeah. It's always, it's usually the season finale for the first three seasons. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'll definitely, and everyone, uh, parodies a different, like, uh, kind of adventure story. Oh, okay. So one of them is Western themed, uh, spaghetti Western themed. One of them is, is based off star Wars. Oh, awesome. Um, not really based, not really, sorry, just based off of, um, Harrison Ford, uh, even <laughs> yeah. better. So you have like a little Star Wars hat. You have yeah. a little Indiana Jones. A little, Jones, a little. There's There's like like Air Force indie. One. I feel like Harrison Form Is a theme that only Chris could pull off as a party host. Like <laughs> you're just like wearing like Indiana Jones's hat and ha- like Han Solo's vest. And I mean, like, I have an indie hat. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm saying like. Yeah. I feel like you should host <laughs> the a party. That you're this. wearing it's it right now. Theme. I know, yeah. guys. You make sure we know. It's over my headphones that are also playing music.
0: It's playing the indie theme.
1: Yeah, I've sidetrack my favorite types of like comedy episodes are recurring episodes in a show that's like got a lot of cachet like the halloween episodes of brooklyn nine nine Mm -hmm. ah those are so good you yeah you would really like like season two and three of community then Uh because that's when they stop caring about it being a school and like oh yeah we're just gonna make fun of everything ooh me like yeah Ooh, oh, gross. I said me like. I no, that you back. nailed Cut it. that out. Sorry.
0: But so anyways, uh, yeah, they, they have a tendency to put their actors in those parts. So Danny Pudi had a brief role in Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim Rash was the like the dean or whatever at MIT in Civil War. Um, Evann Nicole Brown Dean, was in Endgame. Endgame. Yeah. Uh, what about
1: uh, Joel McHale? Is he in anything? He's never. Uh, not that I recall. No, I don't that. think he's ever been <laughs> in any of them. Um, Good. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously like came John. Can they just like murder him immediately? He's on screen for two <laughs> seconds. No, that was actually at the start of Endgame. Did you not see they cut his head off? With yeah, the, with the axe. Yeah. Wait, oh, so what's he, the acting By the, the way,
0: Stormbreaker. Great, mm-hmm. cool, thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Wait. So, Cameron, the,
0: what about like the '70s sequence to just like not do it for you? Because I really like that sequence, actually. I did it's, too. I thought it was really fun. fun. It's, it's a good sequence. Great sunglasses.
1: Yeah, it's true. Um, Great Stan Lee
0: cameo. Also, the hat yeah. fit. Also, was that Stan Lee or Mark Marin? I couldn't tell. <laughs> it, it,
1: <laughs> but, <laughs> it was Mark Maron. I'm tortured doing inside. A Stan Lee yeah. uh, it's how they didn't like it. It was more just the theater. I was. I just couldn't be around those people anymore. No, I understand. I uh, understand. Uh but no I mean it, it's a good sequence. It's it kind of fills a lot of the emotional holes that people have wanted of you know uh cap seeing Peggy one more time. Yeah. Uh Tony getting Tony, a chance to say goodbye to his dad. Yeah. It also sets up the fact that like Chris Evans going back Chris uh Captain America going back and staying in the past of like he gets that little taste of it and he's like this is what I miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it feels like it it does set up things for the future it, It's also it. kind of sad that like Tony does get to spend that whole time talking to his dad, and I guess, I, you know, his dad doesn't know what his son looks like. No, uh, but yeah, I, you know, everyone, you know, as me, I wanted Cap to just say something to Peggy, or you know, give her something so she knows that he was there. But you know, you can't do that. You can't. That's not his style either. Mm-hmm. I because you can... know, time travel, you can't do that. You can't shit. do that shit. Can't oh. mess up the time stream we'll in get any there. sense of the way. We'll get there. Uh, but I mean, I also liked I like, that I'm going to be silent for the last half hour. <laughs>
0: oh, God. We're, I promise you, this is not going to be a Matt Damon on Jimmy Kimmel situation here. We're actually going to talk about this. <laughs> um, but I also liked that it was the first time where Tony was off his game. Like Tony, who's normally so cool and calm and collected in every situation is just, like bumbling his way through it. Cause he doesn't know what to do. And he's so overwhelmed. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, also seventies. Everyone is a lot more like chill around very dangerous military equipment. I think that's yeah. actually kind of true, though. That's absolutely true. Absolutely, people have been like, Nah, yeah, yeah like I'm sure it's good. No, I would whatever. say go talk to everyone who worked at Los
0: Alamos, but they're all fucking dead from I, cancer because I mean, yeah, they worked at say, Los Alamos. I'm
1: surprised there wasn't a guy who was just like eating like a plut like a depleted <laughs> uranium candy bar. I was like, Nah, we're good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he was like, my catch the
1: gloves? <laughs> catch the uranium core? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they didn't give a shit back then. It's like, Oh, you're in this very secure baseball glove. Yeah, you're in this very secure area that no one except like ten people know about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you must belong here. Oh, oh I feel sure like you... they didn't lock doors back yeah, then. Oh, no, no, you're MIT intern?
0: Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you're fine yeah. here. All, all the kids are hanging out in
1: daycare licking lead paint toys. <laughs> like, no one gave a shit. <laughs> no, yeah, I <it> was like, <laughs> give them the lead paint toys. They think it's sweet and they'll shut up. <laughs> but <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Puts them to the, sleep real quick. Yeah, I was going to say, their face gets really droopy, but... Cause I
0: thought stuff like that felt organic, but once you started to get into the final battle for me, then it sort of changed a little bit.
1: It just felt like the, I, see for me, I didn't really watch it for all the fan service moments. But when there were fan service moments, I could tell they were happening just because of how ham fisted they felt sometimes. Like they felt like, everything which was Which ones so for you stupid. jumped
0: out as feeling a little bit ham fisted?
1: Um, just some, like why was Doctor like when they like they they took out some of the characters that were more powerful so that they could show yes. other stuff? Like why did Doctor Strange have to handle water for like a, an hour of the movie? Yes. So Spider Man could take the the gauntlet and be picked up by all these other characters. I mean, I guess. If you want to apply some sort of logic to that,
0: Doctor Strange is the only one who knows exactly how things have to pan out.
1: Yeah. So he maybe like... so. But he was like, oh, this is the one in 14 million where I deal with water. Yeah boring. I mean, it's, yeah. it is kind of but, dumb, uh, but like, God. I always give him credit on that I did seven one. million other options where I do anything else, <laughs> and I can only handle the water. Yeah, or like, it just felt like something... A it, drop of water lands inside the Iron Man suit and short-circuits it. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, I have to stop it. Oh, no! Uh, or there were so many things where it was like, oh, no, Smart Hulk gets covered in metal, so he can't do anything. Like, so that's that's my one of my big complaints about this film, is Infinity War knew how to handle they're powerful characters and power scaling better where like, you know, they took vision out immediately. So vision, cause you know, he's very powerful, so he can't be part of it. Scarlet witch has to tend to him. So she can't be part of big fights. Um, Hulk doesn't want to come out. So you have to work around, you know, those are your three big hitters. Thor is out somewhere else. Right. So your four biggest hitters can't be part of the fight anymore. And strange is on a ship for 85% of that film. And when he loses, it's the same reason Emily Ma loses is he's, uh, arrogant is he sees himself as better than everyone else. And so he gets blindsided. Right. And then in this film, yeah, you do have that problem where Dr. Strange is off on the side. Uh, Scarlet Witch, she does come in. She does almost beat Thanos to the point where he has to sacrifice his entire fleet in order to stop her. Right. True. Um, and then captain Marvel's just like ah, i was handling other stuff and like i don't know was yeah. this pretty important right yeah Like it's thanos he's here yeah. we got everyone else but i guess sure Cap, you know dr strange might not know who captain marvel is yet so he R- couldn't he didn't go get I mean, her i guess if you think about it as probably as soon as they all came back and realized
0: after they all got unsnapped and realized that thanos was attacking avengers hq they probably
1: sent out like mm-hmm. an an SOS. An SOS. And that's what she I, and, and I, came I, back. Um, I also, yeah, because I also thought about that. It's, she can't use the, like, as herself, she can't warp travel through space. I think you have to be in a ship to do that. Because even at the beginning, you see her in, like, they open up the hull and she flies out yeah. when they're first flying And, and then Anna. goes down there, yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I will give them the idea that, yeah, she maybe had to fly across the universe uh, to get to the fight. Yeah,
0: although she would still need yeah, that still doesn't quite work though, because even if she can travel the speed of light, like mm-hmm. any other inhabited civilization, is probably several light years away.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I just felt like they didn't handle her too, too well. None at all. Like, I wanted to, I, I felt like they did such a great job building her up in Captain Marvel. Like, she yes. was a fun character. And then they kind of threw her away in this, uh, in this one. Uh, but Be- they did give her that awesome haircut. Yeah, that was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she looked cool, oh, super cool when she powered up and everything. And the hair yeah. was like, kind of like floating and stuff like that. I was like, this is sweet and everyone else I know that's like part of the canon of like when she does that I was just like oh this is a cool thing no it is a cool thing it absolutely is but then I just felt like they didn't like exactly what Cam's saying if they didn't know how to handle their more powerful characters and so instead they were like all right it's this person it was almost like a bunch instead of a orchestra playing together it was a bunch of soloists playing it's yeah, on top in. of each other exactly yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah sometimes you know when you have all these people playing on top of each other sometimes it hits sometimes it sounds great yeah and you had those moments where spidey's swinging through and you know he he yeah. for oh another quick question uh what is spider-man swinging on in the first half of that because they're in a barren area where there's nothing above them Um, the ship. Ah, there's a lot of metal in the, in the air. Sure. Okay. Maybe he's just like grabbing on to like (laughs) Dr. Strange's water, like (laughs) a car and ship flying
0: through and swinging, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I I I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, (laughs) he he lives
1: in the Spider-Man one video game world where he can just (laughs) whip through nothing. (laughs) Um, so, yeah, you know, that moment where Spider Man is swinging through and you, you see him like jump onto Valkyrie mm-hmm. uh, and then he jumps over to, you know, someone else is with him. Oh, yeah, side story while we were watching the movie and Cam saw that for the first time, uh, every time Spider Man would fire a web, Cam's hands got closer to like his eyes on his face because he was so happy. I was so happy. I uh, kept that... on leaning forward to a point where I was like, oh my God, he's going to kiss the screen. The, the first two hours of this film, I think, are good. They're okay. Yeah. They have their problems. But the second you get to that, that fucking shot of, you know, where you hear Sam say on your left mm-hmm. and then everyone comes out and the theater just erupts and cheers that like that scene made this entire experience worth it for me. Yeah, like, that was so yes, it's ninety nine percent fan service. I don't care. That was that's a scene we're probably never going to get. And film again. I didn't have a problem with everyone showing up for the final battle. That to me didn't
0: feel fan service-y. It was more in the specifics. Okay, yeah. So I'm specifically thinking of
1: Cap wielding Thor's hammer. And using the lightning. Because they made it such a specific point in Ragnarok to say that the hammer doesn't have lightning. It just channels Thor's. It just channels Thor's. Well, I guess they made that such a, a big point. Captain Thund America. Yes. Uh, nice. <laughs> Nailed it. How do you think he got his captain status? <laughs> well, I mean, they gave it to him. Uh, it's, maybe it's, go out and earn it. Yeah, it's kind of a ceremonial status. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> they, they call him Doctor uh, America. He's yeah. like an honorary doctor. Exactly. It's honorary <laughs> captain it. Mm. <laughs> um, well, I think Donald Duck is a sergeant. Oh, shout I mean, out I, to I, Donald Duck in Math Magic Land. Yeah. What? We'll talk about it later. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, because, like, again, I made reference to the, the Age of Ultron moment earlier which felt very organic. And in that, like, at the moment, it seems like it's just a playful little nod, but it's actually setting up the big reveal later that Vision can wield the hammer, and that's why he's worthy. And, like, that's actually, like, early clever writing element. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this, it was like, it, that final battle included a whole bunch of moments people have been asking for for a long time or wanted to see, and they throw them in there. So it's Cap will the hammer. It's uh, Pepper finally in an Iron Man suit, which, again, I'm super happy for. I love Pepper as a character. Happy mm-hmm. to see her in it but it just felt a little, like, on the nose. And, and okay, and this is a, a question I'm putting out to our listeners, specifically our female listeners. The female Avengers thought, to me, felt a little bit inorganic. I'm not going to say gratuitous, but, like, it didn't feel organic. I'm curious... In the same way that Infinity War it felt very organic. Yeah, and I think that's where, as a good counterpoint, as in Infinity War, when... Um, ScarJo and... Um, Akoya come Akoya, in to back yeah, up Scarlet Witch, it feels really organic and, like, a nod. Mm-hmm. Like, Marvel always been good at nods. This time, it felt like they were just, like throwing stuff they at you. They wanted that, they really wanted obvious. that screenshot where yeah. it's all of the women. Exactly. And I, like it just, it felt a little bit inorganic to that moment. Like I get what they were doing, but it felt weird. So I'm just, it's more of a question. I would love to be thrown a counterpoint to that. Um, especially from our female audience if they thought it yes. was actually organic or not. And then power but,
1: scaling wise, as a man, let me tell you this. Oh God. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh go, no, go on, <laughs> go on. Go on, let me make a, a note here for him. I'm gonna have to cut this out. Yep. Uh, top, top no, it's something that we. 50. <laughs> something we talked about before where it's um, Captain Marvel doesn't need the backup. She, no, she, she doesn't because she could have just run straight through. And I so in terms of power scaling, Luke, once she shows
0: up, she is basically constantly kicking ass and the only thing that ultimately takes her down briefly is is she gets punched in the face with the power stone, which mm-hmm. I think is reasonable to say that would do that. Yes.
1: Doesn't she, before Thanos even puts the gauntlet on, doesn't he, like, throw her, like, to the side? And so that that made me angry, because I was like, isn't Captain Marvel, like, dominantly powerful? And this is someone who doesn't completely understand it, so I may be wrong. Mm-hmm. So on second viewing, my kind of response to that idea is she's not fighting to fight. She's fighting to get the gauntlet. Uh, so she's not trying to take him out. She's just trying to grab what's in his hand. Yeah, oh, I see. So she so has she's more maybe a more specific distracted. purpose. I thought mm-hmm. that
0: once she actually got into the fight, they handled her decently well. I mean, they found a way to not have her be heavily involved in a way that kind of worked for me, I guess. But at the same time, I just wanted more of her. Like Same. Yes. Again, having subsequently rewatched Captain Marvel and like been a lot warmer on it. But even after the first time, my complaints that movie would have nothing to do with her. She's great as that character. And I think she's great in this too. Like she just carries around this sort of like earned confidence. It's yeah. really, well, yeah, she has the Nick Fury, awesome.
1: Nick Fury level confidence.
0: Yeah. I mean, I even love that in the, the kind of the prologue as it were, where it's like, to be honest, you didn't have me just like, and it's,
1: fucking true She is the most powerful person in the universe and then then war machines even like well you know we're all doing that superhero thing like we all know what you're talking about (laughs) she's kind of like no you don't she's like buddy you shoot guns (laughs) yeah exactly you have have a suit full of guns like i am walking power Mm -hmm. Um, oh you broke your legs i can't ever do that (laughs) i'm super strong and i make the short haircut cool yeah
0: but so what do you guys think about um the kind of arcs here. So there's more or less an arc for every major Avenger. It's like, you know, Tony's death is the biggest death in the
1: whole movie. Did you think that worked? Were you glad to see him go? There was one shot, because they did all these throwbacks and all these all these callbacks to the other movies. There's one shot that I wish we got, and that's after or before everyone comes into the fight when it's just Thor, Cap, and Iron Man fighting Thanos. Mm-hmm. I would have loved a shot where Iron Man sits up and he sees his vision. It doesn't uh, have to be okay. on the, on the, on the throne, but he sees cap with his cracked shield. He sees Thor and, and, uh, being fat, g- being fat with, uh, you can't really do broken Mjolnir, but you know, Mjolnir's back in there and you see everyone just on the ground around Thanos. Who's still standing. Mm-hmm. And like, I guess you couldn't have that cause you needed cap to have that glory moment. But I think having that one callback would have been an awesome moment where like this thing that he's been so worried about his entire, you know, for the past six years it's is, is finally come true. Yeah. And he's like, you know, did I make like, where did I make this mistake? Was Strange wrong? Like, you know, is this not the one where we win? Yeah. D- did you guys find his death? Impactful.
0: This is actually one of the questions we got from uh, our, our good friend Trevor Reese. He was wanting to know like what death had the most impact on all of us. Was it Tony? Was it Black Widow? Who was it?
1: I gotta go Tony, just because I felt like the Black Widow death. I feel like they didn't build that up enough, to be completely honest. Same. Like uh, it's more that I just didn't like the Black Widow death than I loved. It the, felt the Tony funny. Death. And then she was just gone. Right. They, they were talking and they were kind of half laughing with each other. And they also, keep in mind, like, hadn't seen each other in such a long time. And then they were best buds. And then it was like, nah, I'm going to sacrifice myself. No, I'm going to sacrifice myself. And the, I just didn't think that was handled very well. Like, everything else felt so earned mm-hmm. and that felt so hasty. What I would have oh, okay. loved in that scene when Red Skulls like, you must sacrifice the thing you love most and Hawkeye just like looks and just throws his bow over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was hoping they just like push Red Skull over the yeah. edge. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah you're like, dude. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I've always loved you. Uh, Bye. But also the the when he's like the in Infinity War he's like, you have to sacrifice the thing you love the most, like it makes sense that it's like his Thanos' daughter and it, this person. It worked
0: much better in Infinity War. And, yeah. and then it
1: was, was like, you have to sacrifice the thing you love the most, and it was like Remember that time we were in Eastern Europe together? Well, also—I like, know that's a in-joke, but I was also like, "Well, they don't have any connection to each other. These are just pretty much two strangers." Although, like they have a deep, deep history. Though. Yeah, but, but, like they didn't see each other for so long. Like, there's no—I mean, better, they were—they they were, fought together for years.
0: Yeah, so. I don't actually agree with that. Like, you must have like friends back in the East Coast. You go and see them. Haven't seen them in years. And yeah, it's but like if they want to kill
1: themselves, go for it. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Uh, no, my no. I'm just kidding. I love play, yeah. Playing on the You're very technical podcast. side of sacrifice. Um, it, I don't think it would have worked if, if one of them just jumped off, right? Because then they're sacrificing themselves, and the other person wouldn't. <laughs> technically, no. That's, that's, Jeremy <laughs> that wakes up in the pool. And, valid and, he just doesn't have anything in his hands. He's like, "Oh, come on." Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> like it was the boat Yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> Uh, it was his sword that looks like the sword from Majora's Mask, mm-hmm. the one with the holes in the oh, back. Yeah, good call. Thanks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you <laughs> know this... that game? It's a video game. Is it? It is. Uh, Zelda franchise. It's Zelda. Chris, video games are like movies that you interact with. Yeah. What? That yeah, sounds it's... amazing. I <laughs> yeah. should try it. Should try but only it. some of them are good. <laughs> oh, okay. Fuck it then. Um, I mean,
0: so, because there's been a lot of kind of backlash about the Black Widow death, because a lot of people feel
1: it's... And I, I don't How this is, is this setting up the Black Widow movie? Is my question. Well, I mean, obviously that's gonna be a prequel. How is this setting up the Black Widow verse? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but I mean, it's it's a problem that we've seen a lot in movies. It's not full-on fridging. Do you Chain, do you know what that term I is? I don't actually. So it comes from a Green Lantern comic. It, oh, it was it was yes. in the 90s. Kyle Raynor had a girlfriend and he comes home one day to find she's been murdered and chopped up and stuffed in his fridge. Oh, great. And it's basically a reference to killing a female character just to Give a male character motivation. Oh yeah, so it's, it's yeah, also yeah. like like every action movie ever. It's right. like the guy's daughter, or it's his wife, or like yeah, you know,
1: this happens all the time. And it's in service. It's like a very in service of masculine. Exactly. Yeah. And so, I, think I do, must be the one I mean, to avenge them. Right, right. right. Uh, as, like why can't <laughs> as <laughs> yeah. as
0: three men? Um, what do we feel that that's what was happening with Black Widow? Do you think that that was actually a really organic moment for her, and like it was critical to her arc?
1: No, 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 no. Because like her whole thing was she was. So uh, it I felt to me, being someone who doesn't understand a lot of her character arc, it mm-hmm. feels like she was always a secondary character. She never really had the spotlight in this one. She was more of a driving force. Like you could see a little bit of the seams of her character in a good way. Yeah. Where well, she, she was running the Avengers. Yeah, for and she was struggling with losing these connections and these people that were important to her. And she felt like this was this person that this thing is so important to her. And then she... Her dying felt... Like it was an improper ending to her character arc. Like I, re- like Jeremy Renner was like the one who's like, I have no nothing left. I don't have my family. Without my family, I'm nothing. She was like, uh, like she felt like she needed to 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 have more success, to have something happen to her, mm-hmm. to ha- to bring these people back, like to then see her grow and change and become this better person, and just losing her for no reason, well, not for no reason, obviously, but. It felt like there was other characters that could have gone and we could have seen Scarlett Johansson. Like, it's almost like they had to kill her because they didn't know what to do with her. Yeah. And it's, you know, in, in Game of Thrones, we always have that joke of like, next time we see each other, this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason it feels so unearned is we, we don't have that with her. Is like, if they would have given us a line or a scene beforehand where, where she's talking to anyone, talking to Cap, talking to, to Hulk... Where she's like, hey, when we get back, we're going to figure this out. Or like, you know, mm-hmm. Cap, when we get back, when we figure everything out, like, I want to, you know, I want to give this up. I, I'm ready to move on to the next stage of my life. Where, where her passing has a an actual effect on another character mm-hmm. other than just like, oh, now I'm sad. The Mc, uh, I think I was listening to the Watch podcast and uh, Annie Greenwell calls it the McBain theory. Where in Simpsons, McBain's partner has a, buys a boat. It's called the Live Forever, <laughs> <laughs> and then he immediately gets killed. Yeah, like there has to be some thing that the person is losing. Mm-hmm. Like the gray Worm, where he's like, yeah. "We're gonna move back to <laughs> we're yeah, gonna- we're, so gonna we're gonna, go gonna to the be happy, happy together on the beach." So, like, I
0: don't, I don't necessarily agree with the death, but to to play slight devil's advocate here. How dare you? Black Widow has a history of being the one character who will actually do things for the greater good because she's not caught up in her own sense of ego about it. Mm-hmm. So you look at the end of Winter Soldier, she's the one who releases all of the S.H.I.E.L.D. data onto the net, even though it means that her entire past is going to be exposed, this thing she's trying to hide from her whole life. Like, she's always been the one who actually sees it on a macro level and isn't blinded by her own wants or desires. So yeah. I I can see where... I can see where it's organic for her to make that decision. That's like all her only goal is to bring everybody back. And she is known for being okay with self-sacrifice. And so to make the ultimate self-sacrifice feels natural. But I also understand that it does feel like they didn't know what to do with her. Like they had to give her some sort of payoff moment so that the, the three major leads at the end would really get their payoff. Mm-hmm. Cause like even, even Hulk, like it was fun to see him go all full on Professor Hulk. Like, oh, he's finally dealt with the duality of his nature, and that was played really well. Also, Mark Ruffalo is just amazing. Yeah, he's, he's great. great. Like, he is so funny in this movie, and it helps too that it's like Mark Ruffalo in this like massive Hulking figure, but still being like a dad. He's like just you're making dad jokes all the way
1: through. Like, he I did a da- like a dab joke. He did no, a joke. Ugh, I thought it was so funny. It's so funny, forget- yeah. because it's like I was thinking that it's five years in the future, and he's still <laughs> it's making that- It's a ten-year <laughs> dated reference at that it, point. It just also it feels like Mark Ruffalo is the character. His character is so huge, but he is so subtle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that it just makes it feel so effortless. The way he's doing I mean, such a good job. I, I think one of the best scenes is when they first go back to 2012, uh, and like you know when you when you go over to. Uh, to uh, Bleecker Street, break some stuff on your way. Yeah, and he's just so like, like uh-huh. embarrassed by it. Yeah, all he's it. so melancholy. Right, he's like, this is gratuitous. Oh. He pulls off <laughs> his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, he's like casually tosses the motorcycle, <laughs> <laughs> and I love the subtle like he winces when it like he's he's scared of the noise. Yeah, he's so still- <laughs> he winces when it like when it lands. Uh, can we go well, back to Black Widow for yeah. one question? Uh, what was going on with her hair? I understand that it was like She dyed well, her hair So her stylist was, growing was one up. of the people That got snapped Oh that's what yeah. it is Okay, yeah, I totally. realized that Cause I was like Oh man we're really like, yeah, Is that I mean I don't know Is how that a thing from the comics Where she has like grows, Half blonde like, and half red hair Well no
0: but I, I I just read that as like She's been letting her hair go For the last five years And right. it's like naturally red but, but, but doesn't
1: it take Like I would feel like In five years Like your hair would have Grown out farther than that I would kind of think so as well Yeah well, like, I mean, It kind of looks like She did like a dip dry Or yeah. like a, a dip dye Well you know It starts at the root and So it probably stayed blonde for say two more years before the roots finally got their color back i don't and think that's how dying hair I don't think works. That's how works i don't know i don't think it is either <laughs> no, I don't, I but think, i'm trying to give water like the, to the hair, it the
0: hair like is perm. like the hair is permanently dyed but then obviously it's replaced by the new growth yeah yes. i don't is think the yeah i don't think the like roots. the
1: roots like start creating other mm, co- no no i don't really think either. i know what it, i'm talking it about it was but. a little bit <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was um, a little bit weird as someone with bright rainbow hair right now, I think I know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, three guys with short haircuts. Let's so, talk about
0: hair. So, we, we talked about Black Widow. Did you think that Hulk Jeremy that- Renner
1: stunk? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. So okay, hey, what, hey, what, hey, what? Hey, hold it down. Okay, here's the what, thing. What have you guys seen about Hurt Locker?
0: No, I have not. No. I
1: just feel like Jeremy Renner just keeps playing the same character from the Hurt Locker. Like, he's still like, tortured guy. Like, when he plays, when he's Ronin, he's like, oh, I don't have anything left. Like, that was his character from the Hurt Locker. He was like a bomb tech that was like didn't have anything left and just like taking risks. And so now he's just a superhero that doesn't have anything left and takes a lot of risks. Like at what point is somebody going to be like, "Oh my god, he's doing the same thing over and over again." I mean, uh, that's fair. I mean, what about his Bourne movie? Yeah, he was wasn't he like <laughs> a guy that had nothing left? I don't even I didn't see it. Yeah, I, yeah, I did
0: I didn't I didn't see it. What well, it was it in the franchise that had nothing yeah, left? i mean, like in the movie um, tag,
1: isn't he like a guy with nothing left except for the tag game? Yeah.
0: Well, there we go. He has nothing left, but he gets what he wants back, right? He gets his family back. He yes. gets the
1: Cardellini. He gets Cardellini back. I mean, out of this movie, <laughs> that phone call. I would, go, I would go to the ends of the earth to bring back Linda yeah. Cardellini. He answered the phone and said, like, you never told me what you want on your hot
0: dog. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I, I take He's, it you guys didn't care that he had been more or less shortchanged in the rest of the franchise and no. like got some time oh here. Oh my
1: God, no. Get I think he got here. too much screen time and Nebula got way too much screen
0: time. I I, but I actually, I think she did get a little bit too much screen time because she also was like a, a plot device in order to bring Thanos I loved her in back into in the
1: story. That opening scene where uh, Tony's teaching her how to play yeah. uh, paper football. Well, that was love funny. That. Yeah. Love that.
0: It was fun. I liked seeing her become very humanized in this. Mm -hmm. I really liked the moment where she holds Rocket's hand on the steps of uh, the Benatar, the Guardians ship. And I liked that she had to kill herself. Like That sounds weird, but like when there were the two versions, she literally had to kill her past. Because there's no problem with that in time
1: travel. I'll say that now. If you kill your past self, no problem. (laughs) I promise Um, you, we're getting very close to talking about this finally. Very close. Um, Yeah, uh, I I will agree with that. I'm interested to see how they handle her in the next Guardians movie, because now she went from being like, more important to than like the mantis character, she's yeah. more important than I mean, who's probably had more screen time like her or Drax. Well, it's
0: interesting uh-huh. too because she was originally meant to die at the end of the first Guardians, and they kind of towards the end decided to like keep her around. What
1: thing happened with Loki. Um, no, because no, no, they always intended for small. Loki
0: to be the villain in the first Avengers movie because mm-hmm. he was in the comics the first villain the Avengers went up against.
1: There's there's two small things that I want to talk about with the Guardians group. Yeah. Um, Rocket, when he's talking about his family, he refers to Mantis as the bug lady. And after just re-watching Guardians 2, he, in fact, has never said Mantis's name. He just calls it, yeah, the chick with the antennas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's awesome. Um, and two, uh, with Nebula... Fuck, what was the point I was going to make? Oh, I, what I really wish... Because, you know, they do do a really good point of making her more human. Yeah. Um, and so when it's the old Nebula that comes back in time... or goes forward in time with them um i wish they would have had a scene where it's uh where it is roadie kind of everyone else is with the gauntlet roadies out in the foyer with nebula and he looks and he's like hey your arm's okay now oh okay or or something where he realizes what she's doing Mm -hmm. right before she gets away with it okay uh can i ask just a uh like a question about nebula Mm -hmm. when did she change like her head thing yes So uh, it's in that five-year jump. Yeah. Because um, I was also, at the beginning of the movie, she doesn't have it. Yeah, okay. she replaced
0: her components at some oh, point. I what her it jump. Is. Oh,
1: I see. Okay. Um I Okay. I wasn't sure if that was like an important plot point because they kind of, they really zeroed in on it when they made that change. Yeah. And I felt like I had missed that when I've seen the Guardians movies, so I wasn't sure if there was. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's look. Because I do want to get the time travel stuff.
0: So, but we're, I want to go through the other like major arcs and then we're going to get to Cap's arc, which will segue into time okay, travel. Yeah, yeah. So, Cam
1: is actually stretching his vocal cords. I know, right? Yeah. He's, uh, he's doing some warm ups over here. <laughs>
0: uh, so, okay, with
1: Thor, how do we? We feel about how they handled Thor in this uh, comic relief. They he's he's just become from Thor one to this. He's just become the comic relief character. Yeah, but I will do you like that most of the time. Yes. Yeah, I
0: I think Hemsworth has fantastic comedic chops, but I think he also can do the more heavy stuff really well. One of my favorite scenes in Infinity War is when he's on the pod with Rocket and you know, he basically, like, he goes to that whole thing of, like, all the people he's lost, like, you know, what more do I have to lose? And, like, it's a really powerful emotional moment. He's so good at jumping from that very sincere heartfelt uh, like pathos to like genuine comedy. Like I guess I connect because I refuse to have real feelings. I just yes, cover it. Much everything. like Thor. Much like Thor. I just mask everything with comedy. Shane, would you like help
1: adjusting your microphone? No, it's fine. I'm great. I'm just working on my posture okay. literally. So um, <laughs> Yeah, and especially in the beginning with Thor, where he does where he you know, you see him murder Thanos, he does, you know, I went for the head. Yeah. Um sorry, not murder. When he kills Thanos, when Thank he you. violently attacks Thanos. When he righteously can, kills Thanos. Can you not use the M word
0: on this podcast, please? <laughs> sorry. Dial M for meh. Shut up. That was bad. Shut up. Shut (laughs) up. I'm judging myself on that one. Um,
1: Yeah. The cuts are deep. It would make (laughs) sense for him. It would would make sense for him to have this huge spiral because it is kind of his fault. Yeah. he He was, at the time, he was the most powerful one who had the best chance of killing Thanos. Yeah. And he let it go. Did you, so when they initially revealed that he had gotten fat, did you like that and then just get tired of its repetition? I kept on waiting for a moment where he stopped, stopped being fat. I know that's, I, I just felt there needed to be a moment where he was like, and now I'm strong because mm-hmm. like the f- fact that he goes into the final battle, still being fat was kind of a weird thing to me. Yeah, like, that was, again, that's with the power thing. I think they needed to power him down a little bit so he couldn't beat Thanos a second time. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um, but do we like, I mean, I like that he got his chance to
0: like reconnect with his mom with Frigga Also. Mm-hmm. I just I love Renee Russo.
1: Yes. Yeah that was like, great. I, I
0: feel like she kind of gets a little bit shortchanged. Mm-hmm. Just in general in terms of her career. But I, I think she's fantastic.
1: I just think that is one of the things that's so nice about these movies is the characters that are on the fringe of the fringe of all these movies are still amazing actors. Yeah. yeah. In this
0: movie, you have Angela Bassett, you have Michelle. For one scene, right? Michelle
1: Pfeiffer, you have like
0: Colby Smollers, you have Samuel L. Jackson, you have all these like huge names. Don't get a single line of dialogue.
1: Yeah. Needs. Matt Portman. Uh, no apartment. Yeah, three. <laughs> feel yeah. like you missed on him.
0: Oh yeah, good old Harley. I was, I was
1: trying to think who we didn't get come back, Um and for good guys, and I think it it's just Tommy Lee Jones because it makes he, sense. He's he long. He's long. Dead. Yeah.
0: But he could have. He could have There's co- no way Tommy Lee Jones is gonna do this
1: movie. I Are mean, you he could have me? been. He could have been there in like Tommy the Lee 70s Jones scene. in for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah. yeah. He could have been in like the se- in one of the scenes in the 70s. I guess. Um, I feel like even that. Point but I, I was trying to think of like everyone who's been in the show. I guess. Uh, I mean, we didn't get a Coulson. We don't need a Coulson.
0: Yeah, but they were never gonna bring Coulson back. it's a weird, convoluted thing. I think he's dead again in Agents of Shield. N- uh,
1: no, he he came back again.
0: I don't, I don't know how it works. I haven't watched that show in a long time. Although I <laughs> heard it got good, but. So, because I felt like the, the fat joke went on a little bit long with Thor, but did you like how his story ended with him basically finally abdicating the throne to Valkyrie and then mm-hmm. leaving? Like, do you want to see him pop up again in a Guardians movie? Like do. You, I do.
1: Are you kind of done with him? What are you thinking? Uh, yes, I'd love to see him in Guardians. I don't want the plot to be them looking for Gamora, though.
0: Which is probably what's going to be. I know.
1: I just don't care about Gamora. <laughs> love is Zoe Saldana. I like Gamora. I've, you know, and, and for our story, she died a year ago. And I'm done with that grieving phase. Yeah. And so now I don't care that she's back. Okay, that's fair. I will agree that it just feels like they are just treating her character not well. Uh, Mm -hmm. What is she? Is she, like, did she get fridged? Did she get fridged in Infinity War? I know I just learned this term, but, like, wasn't that the driving piece of what made Chris Pratt's character, like, he was, like, super, you know, emotionally affected by this, but, like, then Gamora's characters comes back and now they're just like, ooh, cool, they had these emotional moments, let's reset. I I it feels like Are we gonna get Fifty First States, Guardians of the Galaxy edition, yeah. oh where God. the the whole Jesus movie Christ. is just Chris Pratt trying to recreate the, the spark and he just keeps showing <laughs> up with different bad date ideas. I mean I'd watch that. I'd probably watch that. I, I think there's no, no Chris Pratt in this movie. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was kind of right. He <laughs> fucked oh, up. Oh, I didn't know we were an big. anti Chris Pratt pod.
0: I, I, I. As time has gone on, and I've I spent more time with him and his characters, kind of like you and Jeremy Renner. I'm like, he just plays the same character over and over again. And <laughs> initially, it was like charming and fun, and it's kind of lost its appeal from you a little bit. I will he, agree. He's the bottom of my list of the hot Chrises. Uh, he's ooh, below me. Power rankings. <laughs> <laughs> he's below me in the hot Chrises list for me now at this point. But can I get a power ranking of your hot Chrises? You're not Chris. Oh. No. I thought you want to be on the list. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, don't want to be in your list. Okay. Uh, I mean,
1: thank you. Yours. yours. Hemsworth, Hemsworth mine. Mm-hmm. Evans, Pine, Pratt. Okay. Mine's basically the same, but I have Evans. Evans one. Mm. Yeah, Hemsworth two, Pine three. Yeah,
0: it's it's, it's like
1: it, the two and three are the hardest ones because Evans has always been number one for okay. me. Okay, that's fair. With beard I or under, without beard? I understand that.
0: Oh, with beard.
1: Uh, usually, usually with beard especially not without beard in this movie. Okay. Cause I did not like him cause he looked too skinny in this movie. They all looked a little minus Thor. They all looked a little too malnourished in this movie. He like looked a little too like haircutty. Like, yeah, there was a lot like the sideburns were like, Ooh, what are we doing here? Like infinity war. Great. Yeah. Uh, peak cap. Infinity peak cap. War. Oh yeah. Uh, well, peak Thor too. Mm. Yeah. Uh, winter soldier. Both of them were real we'll, 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 we'll snack. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. Winter Soldier, Chris Evans, is also like very, very high up there. Mm, it's fair. Oh, I felt like Civil War was so long ago that I forgot that Iron Man and Captain America didn't like each other. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, why are they so mad? Oh, my God, they're still mad at each other. Did, did you guys find that they resolve that well? Um, did they? Cause I, I
0: kind of feel like they didn't even really address it because there's that, that moment when they're getting ready to start the time heist. And Cap gives his awesome speech and he says, whatever it takes. And he looks very pointedly at Tony. And Tony has this reaction that implies that at some point in their journey, their interests are going to be at odds again, and they're going to actually have to resolve their conflict.
1: Yes, and they didn't do anything. And we never see that. They never went. There's a cut scene where it's Iron Man trying to lift Thor's hammer, (laughs) (laughs) and and Cap can do it, and he's really upset. No, I agree with what you're saying though. It never came back. Like it also never came back to like what you were saying before of Iron Man never had that will he or won't he moment of knowing when to do everything cuz there's a moment where he just kind of Dr. Strange like this is the one and he's like all right I guess I got to do it yeah. like there's never any time where he thinks about bailing on this entire plan for his daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that
0: tension never came back. But I mean, did you I guess we kind of touched on this. Did you find his sacrifice necessary? Did you find it
1: valuable or like emotionally affecting? I was in a weird position because I for this whole film expected Captain America to die. Same And so when, when it was Iron Man that does the snap in my head internally, I was yelling of just like, it wasn't supposed to be you. It was supposed to be Evans. Uh, but I mean, I, yeah, I, it was, it was emotional, Mm -hmm. but not weirdly enough. I think the most emotional death in the MCU has probably been Quicksilver. What? I don't care about anyone else. Is that you weird? You care about Quicksilver? And I didn't, but thinking back yeah. on the movie, Kim, that's the one. You got a lot of explaining to do. Thinking back, that was the one where it was like, you know, he had, he was going to live this better life and he was the one that sacrificed himself and he even got the the joke in yeah. in the very end. And no mean. one else has had like that. I mean, Coulson had a pretty emotional death, uh, but I didn't really care about Gamora and her falling. Um, definitely didn't care about Black Widow. Falling. Yondu, Yondu's was pretty good. Yeah, I forgot about Yondu. I mean, come on, you yeah, got probably, some, you got some that Cat one. Stevens thrown oh, in there. That was like, actually pretty sweet. Yeah that that
0: scene does right. get me.
1: Okay, yeah, Yondu's. Yondu's I think Yondu one. has the best death mm-hmm. in all of the MCU. Yeah, I think the problem for me was there was such a build up to this that everyone knew somebody was going to die in one shape or form, like in the last you know 15 minutes of the film. Yeah, and there was so much talk about. Evans and Downey Jr. not coming back and like all of that tin. I think it tinged the death to a certain degree of they've been, these characters have been with us so long, but they're like, all right, it's time for him to go. And there's really no other way for him to go. If he's got like, he can't just have everything work out for him. Like every character can't have everything work out. And so when he died, it was like, Oh, this is how it has to happen. Yeah. And so I don't know. It didn't feel it was inevitable. Yeah, I am inevitable. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I didn't. I feel bad because it still felt like it was an important moment. Yeah. But it didn't feel like all the characters were, I don't know, not sad enough. It was just everyone was I, like, I, oh, I wish Spidey was... had like 30 more seconds with him. I, I, I thought that was done
0: really well. I thought they had just the right amount with Peter and then. I thought Gwyneth Paltrow was amazing in that scene when she's saying goodbye. Like yes. the the range of emotions she's going through there of like trying to kind of surprise. So she didn't
1: like bring a crystal over. Like this, <laughs> yeah. will, this will make him just feel pull that out jade egg. <laughs> See, Don't I ask where. It was more like she was almost looking at the screen and it was like, "Now it's time for your contract to end." That's like how I <laughs> yeah, felt. That's, that's it was. really It's like, oh my yeah. god, finally, when well, you go, I can also finally leave. I yeah, can just, <laughs> I can finally just return yeah. to goop. Yeah, like there's no wor- no worries. Your morals clause is off. Like that was the thing that was strange to me. Mm. Of it felt. Like they were almost talking to the audience, which I'm sure that was kind of part of it. Of uh, like, this is the time for everything to end. Yeah. Every, everybody, it's okay for this thing to, to move on. But it also felt just a little fourth wally to me. Okay. Not to say that she didn't act it well. Yeah. It just, what, how else were they gonna do it? Like any other way they would have done it. There's no right way to kill Iron Man. No. Yeah. So it's like they're they're just obviously in a tough place. Yeah. But I mean, I
0: guess it is him kind of coming full circle. You know, there's that line in I think the first of the first Avengers movie where um Tony or Cap calls him out it's like you're not the kind of guy that would fall on grenades, something he had literally done at one point. And he's like, I would just like oh no, like throw yourself on the ground to like cover a wire I'd like, just cut the wire. Like Tony's always trying to avoid doing the self sacrifice and then at the end of the Avengers he does and here he does again. Mm-hmm. It's like all right, this is the one way it was gonna happen.
1: Maybe it also this is not necessarily fair because I don't understand all the powers like as well and as strongly, but maybe that Hulk also snapped, I don't know, 30 minutes earlier in the movie and doesn't die. And then that Tony snaps and does die. That felt, well. they made it a point that the, the energy given off is gamma is right. mostly gamma. So Hulk can absorb, absorb it. it. Yeah. Right. And I, I know that that's all justified within the thing, but usually when, when I, I think about building story, nobody has to do the, the, the hardest thing until that person does the hardest thing. So when you see someone snap oh, okay. earlier... Like it lessens it a bit? It lessens it because mm-hmm. there's no difference in between those two snaps. Okay. So if it kills one character and doesn't kill the other, there's no... Stakes have not been raised. There's no build in the climax. Mm-hmm. Like why wouldn't... If Tony gets all the Infinity Stones, why wouldn't he be like, I gotta fly these back to Thor, and then Thor, you just snap with the other arm and you'll have bad arms for two, for two weeks instead of him just doing it immediately and ending it. Like there was no, I think that's fair. If he has all the stones, what's the pressing danger? Yeah. But now that's an oversimplification because obviously they just fought so hard to get the stones to there, but it just felt like they had shown me that thing already and it didn't kill somebody. So then when you show it to me and it does kill somebody, I don't feel like it's as momentous. More. Yeah. Okay. Cause I also didn't, I mean, you know, you see, you know, life critical. Um, it was also one of those things where like, Oh, Oh now he's dead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, oh is he oh, he's yeah he's still holding the hand. Okay. He's still Yeah, he's he's and, he says yeah, something. Like, what? Okay, now he's dead. Now okay, he's got okay. it. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah I like yeah. it. That was very um, cinematic death in that way.
0: Yeah. I will say though I liked his funeral. Um yes. it was painfully obvious that everyone was filmed on a different day at a different place mm-hmm. and stitched in there together. Um but uh, what? Yeah, <laughs> what what do you mean? Um, weirdly enough... No, the, they were all there except that one kid. Except for the one guy. Except for Harley. <laughs> yes. The Iron Man 3 kid.
1: They shot him, like, after a day at high school. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, like, for me... That was the iPhone footage. That uh, was just, like, someone's Snapchat. <laughs> he rented that from, like, the theblacktux.com. <laughs> they didn't even reimburse him for it.
0: For me, especially the second time around, the, the most emotionally affecting moment is actually when Happy is sitting with Morgan, their daughter. Mm-hmm. Not their daughter, but... Tony yes. and Pepper's daughter um, outside and he asked her if she's hungry
1: and she wants cheeseburgers. He's like, I'll He's get like you. well, how about a Cuban? And then this is all just a prequel. Damn, too. I'm having a sincere <laughs> moment here, Cameron. <laughs> no, I think I agree all with This yeah. uh, is can you not interrupt Chris? <laughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess my bit wasn't as important as what Chris is trying to say. No, I'm trying to be real. That never happens. Mm, I don't think, I think you're winding up
0: for a joke. Nope. No, like, legitimately, like, when you uh, know he, he tells her, like, oh, I'll get you all the cheeseburgers you want. For whatever reason, that moment's the one that actually got me teary especially the second time around. Mm-hmm. I
1: thought that when I initially watched it, I was like, oh, this is really uncomfortable and clunky. Like, he's just saying cheeseburgers a bunch of times. And then it felt really organic. Uh, like, what would you say at a funeral to a someone who's, like, a child whose daughter just died, like, her father yeah. just died? You would be awkward. Like, Happy doesn't have kids. He doesn't know how to interact Well, it's kids. also such a an important thing, because that's what... Uh, Tony wanted like, when he, he first came back came from back, Iron Man. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's a really good nod. He's like, I need cheeseburgers. I need yeah, and he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like I'll, yeah. I'll get it for you. Also, I just yeah.
0: I like John Favreau a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I think he has been really great every time he's especially been, especially in, in that movie, Chef. And Chef, I hate Chef. I know. There's no conflict. Like,
1: but if you imagine that having, as the sequel to Infinity uh, <laughs> to this movie. yeah, if you
0: also look at it as a meta commentary on him making studio films that didn't go the way he wanted, yeah. it's really bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I really like that moment. But okay, so let's let's talk about Cap, which going then get us into time travel. Yes. So did you guys like Cap's farewell?
1: Uh yes. I don't think Falcon should have gotten the shield though. You think it should have gone to Bucky? 100 percent Why? Uh, cause the second someone punches the shield with, uh, with Sam holding it, it's going to break his arm. He doesn't have any sort of super strength or metal arm. Okay. Uh, that's my only take as well. I was like, <laughs> uh, I didn't think Falcon was a strong guy. So what's so he doing? He also he's, already has a gimmick. He flies.
0: Yeah. He, he, so he's been Captain America in the comics, Both he and Bucky have been yes. Cap. So when Cap was killed in like 2007 in the comics, uh, someone else showed up in his a new Captain America suit took over the mantle. We later learned it was Bucky. Mm -hmm. Uh Um, and then eventually Cap comes back, blah, 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 blah. And then I don't forget the circumstances, but at a certain point Falcon takes over. I don't know if at that point he had been augmented
1: at all. Oh, it's a V cool suit. I saw it on the internet. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: It's, I mean, yeah, the, the Cap Falcon suit is pretty awesome. Oh yeah. It's
1: awesome. I think it's like he, it's when he just like leaves America. Like he does a big speech about how America has changed. Yeah. And he's like, I can't be the symbol anymore.
0: Yeah. I because okay I mean from a practical perspective I can see why Bucky would be a better choice and I actually thought because he doesn't
1: have a gimmick he just has a gun and right. s- really cool knife skills stand <laughs> but <laughs> but over and all the characters are like shooting powers And Bucky's like shooting like a like a, yeah he a might machine as well gun. have been shooting a musket yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, like- I would have loved that he has to stop and reload for a while <laughs> like he, he might as well have been watching and like d- on an iPad yeah yeah
0: but so I will say that I was surprised by how little screen time Bucky got. Especially considering that you know Cap's motivation had been to bring him back, but I guess they really shifted his focus more towards Peggy, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I think from a kind of a character perspective, I get where they're going with Falcon because f- even from Winter Soldier, like from his like first introduction, he's always been the guy that would like say yes and not like do anything in the sense of being like malicious or evil about it, but like he would always try and do the right thing no matter what, and I think in terms of if you were like the spirit of a character that really reflects who Steve was when he first took on the mantle. Mm -hmm. Like Bucky's always just been like a little bit like harder, more practical and like maybe a little bit cynical. Yeah. Whereas Falcon is just like a decent guy. Like he's through and through a decent guy and he'll go out of his way and do whatever he can to help somebody else. And that's Steve. So I think it made sense.
1: Falcon also just seems like he's more charismatic and like, uh, oh, yeah,
0: Anthony Mackie is super charismatic. Yeah,
1: he just seems like the character that I'd rather see be the lead of that thing. I yeah. Mean, like, not to say anything about Sebastian Stan, it just seems like the Bucky Barnes character is just super. Like, I know he, but like in the other movies, he had a lot of conflict internally and everything like mm-hmm. that, but his character just seems so thin, other than that.
0: Yeah. I can imagine that stories focusing on Falcon as Cap would be able to maintain what was so good about Steve Rogers, which is he's always being put in these like really tough moral decisions. Mm-hmm. And I think that Bucky as kind of like one of the voices like over his ear would be really good. Yeah. But what'd you guys think about him? Cap deciding to stay in the past with Peggy. Did, did you like that beyond whether you think it worked or not? Did you like it?
1: <clears throat> not thinking about the time travel implications of that. Until later in the pod, guys. Until, like, five minutes from now. We're finally going to get to it, I promise. Yes. I loved that ending shot of him and Peggy dancing. I thought that was a great way to end the film. Okay. Shane? I think that I I don't have all the cachet of all the Peggy Carter stuff and Mm -hmm. all that. I still thought that was great. I just feel like I wish I... If Cap is, like, such a good guy, who's had all these relationships with everybody, he's like, I'll be back in five minutes, suckers, and then just left. Like... We all knew he wasn't coming back, or at least I know, maybe that's yeah, uh, it was presumptuous, but like that uh, that Hulk was like, it's going to be a lifetime for him, five seconds for us. Like We all knew he wasn't coming back, yeah. so at least he could have been like, hey guys, thanks a lot for everything, I'll see you later, or something instead well, of- Well, then do you think they would have let him go if if he said he wasn't going to come back? Yeah, he's his own man, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, but someone has to turn the machine on for him. Yeah, like, guys, turn on the machine, but like, I'm Captain wanna... America. I'm telling you what to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, do what I, what I say. Yeah, don't tell me how to live my life. Like... Yeah. No, I, I enjoyed. It. I thought, you know, I, I I honestly didn't expect him to not come back. Oh, really? That that kind of surprised me. Yeah, I was expecting that as soon as it was mm-hmm. getting teed up. <clears throat> well, I mean, when when he didn't come back, I was expecting. What do you do with uh, Thor's hammer? Hmm? What do you do? He. Thor's hammer? So I'm pretty sure he would. He, have... he had to put it back uh, because then time travel. <laughs> Yeah, so he uh, he took it back with him because when the he same was, time he'd re-injected yeah, ether, he re-injected the ether when he that was apartment. re-depositing
0: the stones he would have left it there. So, um, should, should we get into the time travel stuff? Let's. We, okay, so let's talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> so what? What? None of it makes sense. No, none of it makes sense. My my issue with it is when you have like a high concept sci-fi premise like this. The thing you have to do is you have to establish your rules and stick to them. Yes. Right? Like, the rules, like, on an objective perspective may not necessarily make sense, but as long as you stick to them and the rules have consequences,
1: then it works. And they established their rules and then ignored them. Do they establish the rules? That's the thing I only thought, like, my biggest problem was I didn't know any rules. So yeah. I felt like that, and that kind of was okay with me because I wasn't a big stickler for it, but I could understand how that bothers you. If they just didn't establish the rules. Because it felt like they just were like, what are the rules? And kept on being like, Back to the Future, so, duh. Well, having seen it twice, like there's basically
0: two approaches to time travel, and they acknowledge both of them. So I'm going to call one of them the like the Back to the Future 2 version, mm-hmm. where if you go back in time and change something, an alternate timeline splits off. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Which I also just came to realize that when I was thinking about this, in Back to the Future 1, that happens, which means that there is like the original Back to the Future timeline from the start of that movie is still going on somewhere. Mm -hmm. I had never thought about that before. It's crazy. But so there's there's the Splinter timeline version, which is also like what they do in like the Star Trek reboot, right? There's like a new timeline, a new tangent. Mm-hmm. And that's what, uh, Tilda Swinton as, um, the ancient one is explaining that the removal of those stones c- will create splittered branches that right. go off in different places. Yeah. And the solution to that is if you go back and return the stones, then those branches never occur. Yeah. Then they, everything so, unifies. again. Yeah. So
1: that's yes. their like rule they've established. Now at the same time, and earlier, from Hulk's perspective, that makes total sense because yeah. Hulk has not interfered with anything. So yes. when he's talking about that, it makes 100% sense. Right. I don't know. He broke that one car.
0: He broke that That's one true.
1: car. Yeah. But, but but that, so, that insurance company is going to change everything. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe that was a car the doctor used to save somebody's life. Yeah. But at the same time, Hulk earlier that references- the car that, that wrecked uh, Dr. Strange's car when he's driving that one night. Holy crap. Another timeline. <laughs> Full circle. So earlier
0: when they're initially talking about time travel and like Rhodey throws out all the different movies and stuff- there, Hulk is basically describing what I would call like the Harry Potter version, which is you can't change the past. Mm-hmm. Basically, that no matter what you do it's in the gonna past, happen no matter what, yeah, mm-hmm. like the whatever has happened has already happened. So like in Harry Potter and Prisoners of Azkaban, they see during the first run through of time the things they've already changed because basically they've already gone into the past, change it so they occur naturally. So it's like it's like the looped version, right, basically. Right, right, yeah. So Hulk seems to theorize that that's how it works until Tilda Swinton's like, no, no, actually, it's the branch thing. <laughs> but And there's no one at any point just goes, wait, which one is it? Yeah, yeah. well, and the, so the problem is, is that if that's their rules, that as long as you return the stones, things will ride out normally. The problem mm-hmm. is, is that everything else they do would completely fuck up time. Yes. Before Steve even decides to stay in the past, it's like the fact that...
1: You know, Loki escapes. He he shouldn't have been even in Thor, or even when they're an, when they're on Asgard. Yeah, he shouldn't have even been there. Wait, no. So he's in prison. In when they go to Asgard. Oh,
0: I see. What you, I see what yeah. you mean. Yes, that's oh, true. Oh, right. It, it, yeah, when the the Thor two timeline, he shouldn't have been there. It's yes. like him disappearing off into the like taking the the Tesseract and going away, completely changes like everything that happens after Captain America. And even if we assume that when Steve goes back, he's able to, like, stop that from happening and, like, return the Tesseract to when it was originally taken, even if we assume that doesn't change anything, the fact that Gamora, Nebula, and Thanos were all pulled out of 2014 and stay in 2023, and two of them die die means that... Everything You can't happens. kill your
1: past self. Yeah. That is time travel 101. <laughs> well, if you kill your past self, you die in that time. Uh, they're, they're, they're all just fighting the entire time holding Polaroids of themselves <laughs> yeah. and seeing if they fade out. But yeah, you, you, hold the, you hold the gun <laughs> up and you look. a safe. Thanos, <laughs> Thanos is wearing a Mickey sweatshirt.
0: But yes, as soon as that happens, like
1: every movie that takes place after the first Guardians of the Galaxy no, in, the, movie, in the past, he's wearing like a WB sweatshirt, and then in the future, he's wearing a Mickey sweatshirt. <laughs> I know, I know WB never owned it, but having the, the shift would have been... I heard the joke goes better, better if you explain it. Yeah. yeah, you get it. But yeah, it's like His that... His face needed explaining.
0: Not, not, <laughs> no, Yeah, like none of that really makes any sense. Like all that stuff would be undone. And then with Cap staying in the past, now he, Peggy has no reason to start S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, yeah, and also if... Yeah, even if, say, he decides that he's going to not like announce himself to the world as Captain America, because at that point the frozen version is still on ice and they'll eventually thaw him. Mm -hmm. So even if he pretends to not be Steve Rogers and no one recognizes him, it does, he just not bother to tell Peggy, like, Hey, shield is founded by Hydra. And at some point they're going to kill a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. And they're like, they're going to sabotage all this stuff. Does he not, does he like just stay out of everything
1: all the way through? He has to, he can't ever interact (laughs) with Howard because Howard's been on the search for cap that whole time. Um, it's me Reeves Dodgers. (laughs)
0: So there was, uh, an article my friend Jason sent me from the Hollywood reporter that basically theorized that throughout the entire course of the MCU cap is the biggest mass murder of all of them. That obviously, but also that, uh, (laughs) Peggy's husband was always cap Mm -hmm. because we never see him. We never learn anything about him. So the idea is that he had always like this timeline had always happened where he gets the end, he goes back. And so, the person that she has always referenced as her husband has always been Steve Rogers. Mm -hmm. So basically going with that looped timeline
1: theory, which also makes the scene where they're in the hospital, all the more emotional, but because cap thinks that she's, uh, not delusional, has Alzheimer's when she's actually just trying to talk to her husband. But also that
0: can't be true. Like we know that I had this figured out last night. I can't, I should have written it down, but like, there are other moments in the movie that prove
1: that the loop timeline theory doesn't work.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember what they were now. God damn it.
1: Don't look at me. I love to hear you guys talk about this. I honestly don't have anything to add because my detailed knowledge is so weak. You keep talking. I'm going to see if I can remember what those moments okay. were. So let's talk about the stones they can replace and put back in time and the ones they can't. Uh, the ether, they're going to have to reinject into Natalie Portman. <laughs> So gonna... <laughs> they, they couldn't get enough money for the second Natalie Portman. That's true. <laughs> um, so Cap has to go back and explain to her, like, hey... Uh, <laughs> he's, oh, like, <laughs> he's holding a huge syringe. He's like, hey, hey, be hey, cool, be cool, be cool, be cool, be cool. Yeah, they definitely couldn't have gone uh, on Earth to where the ether was hiding in the rock, taking it from the rock and just put it back in the rock. Do you think he could have gone to, like, so now that he's got all the time in the world, could he have just gone back to multiple different places for like things were a little more chill, he just like puts it on the ground and waits for her to step in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross! What's this on my shoe? Yeah, why is it absorbing into oh, me? Oh, <laughs> it's the power of the universe. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, so the soul stone you can't really replace because it's not like it's not like a trade off thing. Like you're not gonna get the soul back for giving the soul. So <laughs> hey, in, give me that. <laughs> so yeah. So in a sense, Gamora never has to die anymore. Hmm. Uh, because the soul stone is just there right i I assume cap cap is just gonna like weave it in that puddle (laughs) (laughs) he he lies down and closes his eyes and he goes go away (laughs) yeah and then red Skull shows up he's like god damn it i'm not i don't have time for this (laughs) he's also like stop being weird yeah uh also i heard red Skull wasn't played by hugo weaving in this one no
0: it's a ross marquardt who like is from the walking dead and does a whole bunch of impersonations they just brought him in to do it.
1: It's Frank Caliendo. Yeah. Frank. Cal- yeah. It's good old Frank Caliendo <laughs> doing his Al
0: Pacino impression. But, but Cameron, it's funny you say this because uh, we got a question from Sam Gash. Okay. Former uh, guest in front of the show. And he basically said, which crazy Captain America time travel adventure do you want to see? And he references re-stabbing Natalie Portman, trying to figure out how to rekey the Tesseract, or yeah, him having to give the soul stone back to Red Skull. being like... Thank you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, kiddo. <laughs> this, is a, uh, this is a fair trade. Yeah, You've never <laughs> you never no He's back. Give days. me back the thing I love the most, and yeah. it's like a Nintendo 64.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, like I mean, would would you guys want to see that done at some point? Would you love to see
1: like a one shot of like Steve going back and trying to have these little adventures? That would have been an awesome after credit sequence. Mm-hmm. That would have been fun, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I think for me, the after credit sequence that I that I've always wanted is. Um, fuck, what's, what's the actor, the, the friend from Ant-Man who talks really fast. Oh, Michael, uh, Michael Peña. Yeah, yeah. I wanted Michael Peña to have to explain everything that's going on in his way of talking. <laughs> oh, that would be, that'd be amazing. And that's what everyone, I think the, the running joke between Infinity War and Endgame was Michael Peña, they were going to do like a five minute bit where he's going to explain the entirety of the MCU, um, from Iron Man to Infinity War. Mm. In his in his way, and I think that would have been a great that, that would have been incredible. you know the way the same way they do like the the Thor one offs where he lives on Earth with a, with a flatmate. Oh uh, that yeah, was really awesome. yeah, yeah. Where
0: was he during Civil War?
1: Yeah, if they had that with Michael Pena, I think it would have been uh, fucking hilarious. Also, I
0: figured out why the looped theory doesn't work. Okay, uh, it's all the stuff that happens uh, when they go back to the Avengers Tower. Like that stuff didn't happen in the original timeline. Like, right, Loki didn't escape. So this movie does
1: prove. That you can go back and change the past and it wasn't always that way Mm -hmm. so you can't kind of fix that because then cap and iron man have no reason to go back to the 70s right
0: yeah yeah and so like some people are saying like again that oh cap was the husband all the way through that can't be true like this movie proves that you can change the past and that things will play out differently which means that no matter what happened he went back and replaced
1: someone as peggy's husband (laughs) maybe what if what if uh, in part of that timeline, when Loki escaped, he dressed as Loki and just filled the role until they found him in time, and then put him back.
0: Sorry, say that again. That didn't make any sense. No, it makes sense. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, they also need counterpoint. Se- it does <laughs> make it sense. Makes well, sense. they also
1: had to set up the 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 TV show we're gonna get. So I think Loki escaping is going to be the premise of the Loki TV series. Oh, maybe, but then like, I'm a big fan of the Loki verse. So because that's but the that same just... reason. Now we have, uh, Bucky and Sam best friends. Yeah. But like, they're going to, what... they're ready for their show now. But, but and then we got the Cardellini show coming The Cardellini show Yes Linda C and me <laughs> But cooking, <laughs> cooking with Cardellini Yeah <laughs> It's just a cooking show in, Based in the, the Marvel universe nothing but Hot dogs and mayo Yeah <laughs> so like, time she needs something uh, Hawkeye just shoots it With an arrow <laughs> <laughs> No there's nothing different It's just a yeah. normal Cooking show But Linda Cardellini Has to play a character Yeah
0: <laughs> But so like with uh, With Bucky and Falcon Like the movie ends In a way that makes sense that They'd have an ongoing adventure But it would be really bizarre To all of a sudden have this like low key spinoff series that takes place in the middle of a timeline. That's probably getting erased. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't, I don't know. It's just, like the whole thing left it so messy.
1: Yes. And I think that's what the, what if series is going to be on is like, what if cap messed up here? And then we're going to see that timeline. One of Cap messed up here. We're going to see that timeline. I,
0: I think that they're just going to blow right past this and ignore all the complications. And yes. my problem with them, do, like, I get why they do that because sometimes it's easier just to like ignore the plot holes and keep going. And that has obviously happened before in Marvel movies. But I've always given them credit for being a group of people that generally sweats the details. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I feel like
1: this time around they really didn't. And uh, they just were like, "Fuck it, whatever. We're just not going to worry about this." I think the problem with just like anytime you do time travel, it just feels like cheating because it just feels like you're yes. invalidating the things that have yes. been yes. done before.
0: Exactly. Like if, okay. when you throw in time travel when that hasn't been
1: the whole point of the movie, it's cheating. Right. It, it feels... Or the like, whole point of the universe. Yes. Like I don't think in Avengers 1, they were expecting time travel to be the answer. Yeah. And that that's... Yeah. That's the thing that's tough of... It feels like at the start of the movie, like we we're all on in agreement that whatever happens it's undoable. Like mm. if you see somebody die off screen, that's a different thing. But if you see somebody straight up die, it's very frustrating when they undie. Yes. Or... And I, I think if they, cause there were, there's one very, very small moment. I only noticed in the second rewatch that if they had, was there no this... when Captain Marvel says I have telepathy? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, if they would have, you know, if they would have had this foresight back in Avengers to plan for this, they could have done it well. And it's in the beginning when the, uh, when Hawkeye's two kids are playing catch, only one of them has a glove because Hawkeye takes the other glove. They would have probably bought another glove. We don't know when in time that was, but it's, you know, I think. You think I, that they can, the, I, the Hawkeye family can just afford gloves like yeah, that? come on. They're spending yeah. all their money on him buying other costumes More and shooting and arrows. <laughs> yeah.
0: Look, I mean, yeah, I think that they, they decided to not really address the complexities of their time travel. And I feel like it's something that they normally would have done in the past. Mm-hmm. And I guess that was my issue with it overall. Yes. Um, do we have any other major thoughts or should we kind of in our last little bit here, get into some of the questions and comments we've had from our listeners.
1: Uh, the other super small detail that I love, that I only caught on second rewatch is uh, when Ned, we're not going to go into the Spider-Man stuff. Cause that's all already fucked up. Oh um, yeah. Although I do want to talk about okay. like, what happens next at the end of it. So, okay. Uh, so in that scene where you meet Ned, where you see Ned again, Uh, He's wearing a a "Day the Earth" or the "Day the Earth Stood Still" shirt, and I think that's a great little like. That's a good reference. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: Okay, I was looking at the
1: thing. It's actually you know like the Liani Laurel thing. Uh, It's apparently it's the power of suggestion. So you think you hear it because people have told you you hear it. Gotcha. But it's actually a combination of uh, Thor's footsteps and uh, <laughs> something else. I'm glad you <laughs> explained
0: this. Uh, it's was, a big
1: Reddit theory. I was about to call you Ooh. out on your shit. Oh, I mean, you guys already did, and I was wrong. Yeah. So.
0: Uh, so we, we already uh, addressed our questions from uh, Sam and from Trevor. We also got
1: one from uh, Chelsea W. on Instagram. Yes, Chelsea is the girl that I box with. That was on her podcast. Oh. Uh, uh, the podcast episode will be out Potentially by the time this comes out.
0: Oh, sweet. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that's who that was. Yes. Thanks, Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she wanted to ask, do you think that one character had more of the focus of the movie over others? Uh, also, were there actions and situations that seemed out of character for certain heroes because this is supposedly the last one to finish the series off? She's uh, just curious, since you guys are the experts here, I would hardly call us experts. You're not experts. Let um, me tell
1: you, I'm an expert. Yes,
0: Shane is the real expert here. But I mean, that's a, that's a good question. Do you think one character had like all the focus, maybe too much focus? And did anyone seem like to do things out of character
1: well i mean the cap going back in time and just letting everything happen is very out of character very out of character like because he's the guy who will always intervene we can now say 100 percent cap is the biggest mass murderer in the entire mcu It's absolutely true mm-hmm. aside from thanos aside from thanos but also but that cap was corrected let, cap let it happen they let, he let it happen and they corrected thanos's murders they never corrected cap's murders. that's true uh, I just was thinking like, <laughs> when <laughs> when uh, Rhodey's like would you go back in time and kill baby Thanos yeah. oh I did love that. <laughs> I did love that But they brought I that up like, that's yeah. the greatest mass murder of all time yeah um do oh, so we think any characters uh had more attention
0: yeah do, like do you yeah. think the focus was on anyone?
1: a lot of Paul Rudd a lot of Jeremy Renner a lot of Nebula yeah uh, Karen Gillan? yeah it seemed like I they were the Paul Rudd stuff though uh, yeah really and I like Karen, love... like Karen Gillan's, like I know I said yeah. there was too much Nebula she actually did, like, a really great job doing it. And just, me and the Rennerverse, man. Until she I mean, murdered herself, she was doing great. Spider-Man entered the Rennerverse. I love that the murder herself mistake.
0: thing. What?
1: Sorry, I'm doing my own podcast. Into the Rennerverse? <laughs> yeah. No one wants to say that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that they... It's just, it's just the Hurt Walker Renner meets the, <laughs> the Born <laughs> Identity Renner meets And, and it's Guy the Renner. Spider-Man pointing at itself meme because he only does the same <laughs> yeah. character. Goddamn. It's no like concern. oh, who did you save? Oh, I saved some people. Who did you <laughs> save? I saved a couple of people. <laughs> did you lose oh, someone? You're... Oh, I lost my wife. I lost my wife. I lost my wife. Are you tortured? <laughs> I am tortured.
0: There's just one of them that has a terrible mohawk, though. It's yes. The only way you can tell them apart.
1: <laughs>
0: mohawk eye.
1: Um, Shut up. Shut yes. up. Shut up. Shut <laughs> up. Chris. Chris took two notes the entire time. And it was <laughs> Natalie portmanteau <laughs> and Mohawk <laughs>
0: um yeah i think that they refocused their attention on characters that weren't in the last movie very much so you know obviously ant-man's in this one's gonna spend more time with him same with nebula um yeah i like that they spent more time with rocket especially Mm -hmm. because i love him and i thought he's really good in this
1: does um dave bautista even have a speaking line no does groot have a speaking line he says i am groot once and it doesn't even sound like vin diesel (laughs) real creative I Noah was Johnson. honestly surprised when it said Vin Diesel in the credits because I didn't think it was him. You thought I was going <laughs> to say Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Yes. <laughs> the <strength of> <laughs> That's from like him. Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson's final payback because he gets the last <laughs> Groot line of this. The, yeah. the, the he swoops Groot, Groot from
0: him. <laughs> mm. um,
1: the greatest revenge. Yeah,
0: But no, I, I would agree that I think Cap Stang felt out of character. Mm-hmm. And I get why they put that in there. To me, that was also like a very fanservicey y moment. So people wanted,
1: and I got they wanted to give him a happy ending. But I think... Also, he can't age, right? Or he ages much slower than everyone else. He ages much slower. Yes, that's so. Do you think he went back in time a couple times with Peggy? (laughs) Just kept going back in time. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he was like, "Oh, that's fun. Let's do this again." Yeah, Mm -hmm. the time traveler's wife all over again. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, Peggy. They're actually in a like a pull against relationship where it's seven Captain Americas and one Peggy. Oh my God, I'm on board. She's on board. She's on board. (laughs) Yeah. More Cat Mo' Betta. Where's this going? <laughs> <laughs> the dancing scene is actually, there's a bunch of guys just waiting in line to yeah, dance exactly like the same song. Excuse me, it's my turn. Hello, it's me from 20 years in the future. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we also got
0: some comments too from some of our, our regular friends. So uh, Paul Hill said that he just came back from the cinema. Uh, so many great comic book nods.
1: Yeah, big shout out to that guy for saying cinema so much of, like makes any experience better when you say cinema. you we went, we went to the cinema. Yeah. Like if you go to the movie theater and eh, you had a fine time, yeah. you went to the cinema, you rocked it. It was a that's cinematic People are classy in the cinema. Yeah. Also like that's a classy comment. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, he said he's emotionally drained cause it was a huge roller coaster ride, but he loved it. Um, he said for me as a Marvel comic fan, it was great. Thrilled by the action parts, laugh, the comedic parts, head tears, the sad moments. Uh, I don't know if I liked how the film ended with the future of the MCU, but I'm curious where they take these characters in the future. Um, I do want to talk about that at the end too, like where we think this is going to go. Okay. Uh, That's a great question. And then we got a comment here from Gordon will still gathering my thoughts on end game. Uh, really it's easier to narrow down the things I didn't like because there wasn't much, uh, there was so much fan service, but I loved it. Agreed. Too much fan service. Uh, I wanted Tony to survive and play more of a Nick Fury role in the future, but it was interesting to see the role reversal with Peter from infinity war. So, that would have been interesting too, because that's something that happened in the comics, like Nick Fury died or faked his death or whatever. And at a certain point, Tony became the director of Shield. Oh, which could have been kind of interesting for them to go down that route. But I think also, that
1: was that was the most expected route.
0: Yeah, I, but I guess I can also see why they didn't do that from a practical perspective because Robert Downey Jr. is so fucking expensive. To even have him pop up in one movie is like a huge budgetary I thing. I almost think. Yeah, I also think he,
1: yeah, right? he kind of did. You already saw him do that a little bit, like in the first Spider Man, the first Tom Holland Spider Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he's already playing that like distant mentor role where he's already directing things from afar and everything like that. I'm like, I've already seen him do that. I don't need, like if I'm going to get Robbie Downey Jr. Give me a movie of Robert Downey Jr. If I'm not going to see Robert, if I'm going to see a bit of Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Keep him.
0: Yeah. Uh, but I did like that there was that kind of, Role change, or right now Peter was the one having to say goodbye. I thought that was well done. Yeah, that's cool. Um, time travel always presents plot holes, and we have to accept them to an extent. That no, said,
1: can't accept any of them. It,
0: well, hang on. He said, hey,
1: "Shout out to my guy. We can accept." it. Right.
0: That said, I didn't like Cap send off. Uh, there were problems between the stones, Soul Stone, and it took them two tries to get the Space Stone. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it, the mechanics that don't make a lot of sense. Uh, he says the final battle, all the feels, uh, the deaths. This is the first time in a lot of these movies where I actually felt the weight of them. Uh, Black Widow dying was tough. And I think I think there definitely is some emotional reson- resonance to that death. Um, I think maybe like on subsequent viewings it might feel I think more. if she
1: was if she was allowed to have emotion before that moment I think it would have been a little bigger. Okay. Because yeah. every time we've seen her since Iron Man 2, she's been the calm, cool, collected uh, in the same way you described Iron Man. He, she she's always Always has an aura that she knows what's going yeah. on. Yeah um
0: see her break a little bit more yeah and we see it
1: in the beginning of this movie where you know she's trying to be the nick fury of it all and she can't handle you know she doesn't know how to handle the pressure she she starts to have emotion and then cap comes in and makes a makes a joke and she's like oh i'm I'm okay don't worry about me like no show like you're bottling everything up you need a moment to release yeah and we never got that moment no i
0: think that's totally fair um, okay, we got. Uh, I thought Fat Thor was funny, but ran a little too long. Yep. It was great seeing all the past scenes from different perspectives. The recreation of the Winter Soldier elevator scene was excellent. Mm-hmm. I don't agree. I think that was like one of the stand up moments of the whole thing. Oh, for sure. Uh, he says, yeah, "I think and now
1: they all know that Cap knows that they're Hydra, so it doesn't make sense again."
0: Again, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Uh, he says, "I think I liked Infinity War more as a standalone, but it was a lot of fun." I feel they created some problems for the future, which will probably never be addressed, like the five-year gap. Uh, So did half of Peter's classmates age five years move on? This is something we're definitely going to talk about before the end here. Um, I guess we'll know soon enough what I'm really looking forward to is seeing how these Disney Plus shows fit in. I've invested so much in the last 10 years. It really does feel like an end. The movies will still make money, but I feel like it's going to be hard to get back to this level in terms of anticipation. Agreed. I would absolutely agree with that. Uh, and then I was uh, chatting with one of our good friends, Ashley Clark, A.K.A. Pretty Dang Nerdy, who, poor girl, was like chaperoning a prom until 1:30 in the morning. Uh, and so she sent me her thoughts. Um, Peggy and Steve ending was all I wanted. I don't even care. It has 500 plot loopholes. It's perfect. When I could see them dance in the window, I sobbed. Uh, Thor does not have consistent characterization. There's not enough Loki. Glad that some deaths stand. Deaths are okay if they're allowed to be meaningful. Uh, about the fifth time I cried in the middle of it all, I want to say this isn't even my universe. <laughs> and I, I love that. Like, I, I think both reactions to, like, the Cap ending are totally valid. Like, if you are really looking at it from, like, the emotional closure perspective, it's completely true. Like, they close off Cap's arc. They give him the thing he's always wanted. They have really a really nice, poignant moment there. Um, but, yeah, at the same time, there's, like, plot holes there. And I think, regardless, it's still entertaining. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would rather be emotionally affected by it than not. So.
1: Agreed. Yeah. And I agree, too, that I think Thor's characterization mm-hmm. bounces around a little bit. Uh, I will disagree. I feel like I've had enough of Loki. I'll be honest. I'm like, oh, he's going to get out of it again. Like, that oh, silly guy. So, <laughs> so you're not super excited for the Loki Disney uh, Plus show? Yeah, I'm high key
0: not excited for the Loki <laughs> show. <laughs>
1: That's
0: all right. Also, where did this high key thing come from recently? Like, you and another friend of mine keep saying all the time, like, I'm high key instead of low key.
1: Uh well was that was know. that a low key joke? What? Was it was that just a low key joke. Did you just Yeah, I, I mean what? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh I where does I keep come, like come from? I don't know. Cool people say it, so I want to be like cool people. I it's, like It's electric factory is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, dog. No, so uh, what can I say? I'm just an amalgamation of people that are better than I am. This is
0: absolutely true. I mean,
1: aren't we all though? <laughs> no, you're great. So, Thanks, man. It's for you. Uh, uh no, really, but you're great.
0: The last thing I want to talk about here at the end is where do we think Things that are going to go forward from here. So what we have announced is Spider-Man Far From Home, mm-hmm. which is obviously coming out in just a matter of months. We know they're making a Black Widow movie because that's like, you know, started filming, I think. They have confirmed that Guardians 3 is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think at this point they've confirmed that Scott Derrickson is coming back to direct Doctor Strange 2 and Ryan Coogler is coming back for Black Panther 3. Two. We, Two. Thank you. Uh, See, we know <laughs> we know we're getting an Eternals movie enter the pantherverse yeah right we know we're getting an Eternals movie and then for Disney Plus we know we're getting and Ninja, Ninja Eternals we're yes. getting uh WandaVision WandaVision we're, we're getting, getting bucky uh, and falcon mm-hmm. i think those are the three live actions plus the
1: the what if right i kind of want WandaVision to have like the same opening as the tv show glow where it's like the mm. like oh yeah I definitely oh, yeah. imagine a, like mid '60s yeah, like yeah. in the magic era of television <laughs> oh that'd be so awesome mm. so, so in Technicolor yeah she comes she comes in as, as like genie from I Dream of Genie
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey Be Witch is getting a reboot why can't I Dream of Genie
1: I've been saying that for a while I want the magic series to come back because I don't know if you saw or you saw um, illumination or is you doing, saw fourth person or in you the saw room. <laughs> yeah uh, illumination well, is doing. Uh, Adam's Family. It looks Adam's terrible. Guy. It looks really bad. Yeah. Uh, who is in it? Is that... because I saw? Uh, I don't remember the voices. Is. Uh,
0: Oscar Isaac <laughs> as Oh yeah, as it's Gomez, a good voice cast. Charlize Theron as Morticia. Did you know Oscar Nick Isaac Cole is not the Uncle guy Fenster. from 10 Things I Hate About You? No, that's David Krumholtz. Oh,
1: they look the same. That's Matthew McConaughey. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Maybe back in the day they look kind of similar. Are you similar. talking about Heath Ledger? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm thinking you had to lose the guy in 10 days. You. <laughs> <laughs> you moron. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Also, excuse like, excuse me.
0: I, I love David Crumholtz Time has not been particularly kind to him, and he and Oscar Isaac do not look
1: similar anymore. Um, uh, but I mean, do you? What? Where do we think we're going? Allison and Jenny's in it. Chloe Grace Mark. Oh, quick question. What um, cast list are you reading? Adam Adam Adam's family. family. Uh, <laughs> um, when? When? Uh, like, ten things I hate about you. What?
0: <laughs> Allison Jenny is in ten things
1: I hate about you. Is she really?
0: Yeah, she's the uh, the <laughs> guidance counselor who's writing the erotic novel. Of course, she is.
1: Yeah, um, Joyce. What's in the word for engorged? <laughs> <laughs> um, when Scott is changing ages, is that the Stranger Things kid when he's a teenager? No, I think he's no. some kid. Okay, it kind of looked like him, it's so I wasn't sure. They just—they just, they got You're some right, random kid to try to get like, him in wherever they can.
0: Some random kid is much cheaper than getting Finn Wolfhard. Also, they would Thank totally you, save Finn Wolfhard for an actual role at some point, <laughs> probably. Yeah, greatest name ever, too. He's okay, great. So,
1: he does great stuff.
0: So I do want to wrap it up here. So the podcast is not as long as the movie itself. No, um, could have been where, longer. The movie could have been longer. Where do we think things are going to go in the future? So obviously the avenues to tell stories is expanded now. That they're doing the Disney plus stuff. So we're going to see a lot of supporting characters go off and have adventures there. Kevin Feige said they're going to be kind of integral to what happens in the films, but we can also acknowledge that, you know, Marvel smart. They're not going to make critical plot points happen in a TV show people may not watch, mm-hmm. um, and then be d- confused in the movies if they even care at this point.
1: Give me some new heroes. I just want to see like, I mean, I feel like some of the I, I know we're getting sick of origin stories. Yeah, definitely that. But also, it would be nice that like we've done all this build up to this end. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see somebody new. See, like show me like they they've done such a great job taking characters like. And I know this is coming out now, but. The, when Spider-Man was sold that some, uh, Sony was like nobody gives a shit about the other uh, like heroes in this universe but suddenly we care about them because they've given compelling actors and they've given them great storylines Are you the- saying people care about the Venom movies Jane? <laughs> uh not what I'm saying, okay. <laughs> but I, I'm saying like if you do a good job, you can give me any hero instead of rehashing things I've already seen. Yeah. Agree. Like, well,
0: I, I forgot to mention Shang Chi is another character they're going to do a movie of. So like, oh yeah. yeah so yeah. we are we do know that we're we're getting more from existing characters like Black Widow, Doctor Strange, Black Panther, uh, Spider Man. We are getting new characters with the In-Turtles. We're getting new character with Shang Chi. Um, even in terms of what those movies entail, we're definitely gonna see more diversity going forward. So Shang Chi is gonna have like an Asian actor at the forefront. Um the rumor right now is that the character of Hercules in the internals will be gay, right on.
1: Um just like Hercules.
0: Yeah. I mean and obviously the Captain America is now black. Do you think
1: they're gonna get uh, um Danny DeVito to come back for that? I
0: would love it if they did. I'd absolutely love it. <laughs> um so I think we're gonna get we are gonna get new characters. And is there anyone that you want, Chris? Uh, There is one character that I really, really, really want to see, and because Captain Marvel exists. Condiment King. Yes, Condiment King, of course. That's DC,
1: Shane. Come uh, on. I do what I want. No, but. um, I mean, Disney can probably just buy it. Yeah, they'll, they'll just buy it at some point. <laughs> you know, the IP for Connor McKee. Yeah, is just that one so character. So expensive. <laughs> uh, but no, I really want to see. I everything. Uh,
0: the Kamala Khan Miss Marvel. I, I read like the first yes, seven yeah, yeah, or yeah. eight collected volumes of her character. <laughs> she is amazing. So, Shane, you probably don't know who Miss Marvel is.
1: I'm Google right uh, now so she's a um,
0: muslim american teenager who is an inhuman we're not gonna go down that path but basically she gets the, <laughs> <laughs> you thought i would have a lot of questions about that why <laughs> <laughs> she but she has like like mr fantastic style like stretching ability powers oh cool nice um but like her comic stories are really amazing because you know there's just the the pressure she feels from her family in terms of sticking to her traditional culture, how that clashes with being like a modern teenager in the world, trying to hide her superpowers from them, trying to be a hero. Uh, Captain Marvel was prominent because she takes inspiration for the name. Uh-huh. Um, and Captain Marvel is her hero, like her icon. So there's like baked into that story, this idea of this, teenage girl wanted to be a hero and looking up to another female hero, which is obviously something that we're now seeing because we have more female heroes on screen. So that sounds cool. I like mean, that's the one I really want to see either as part of a captain Marvel movie or preferably even her own movie or show. I would actually, I would want to see it as a movie. I want mm-hmm. to see that character get prominence in the same way the black Panther did that the captain Marvel did. Agreed. What I about think, you?
1: Uh, I want to see Nova and really, Oh yeah. Like after, the, yeah. Um, in that same vein of like high school heroes coming back, uh, did, did you ever watch Ultimate Spider-Man, the animated series? Uh,
0: no, but I've heard it's good. It's
1: really good. Drake Bell. Mm-hmm. Great, great voice actor. Always classic. Um, I love the idea of the S.H.I.E.L.D. trainees having to go to school together. Oh, and so yeah. so you have, obviously Spider-Man is there. You have uh, Teenage Luke Cage, uh, Teenage Iron Fist. You can't really do that. I mean, you could, but you don't want to right now. Yeah. Uh, you have uh, White Tiger and Nova.
0: So you basically want to see Marvel do Sky High? Yes, makes sense.
1: Yeah, I, I honestly like. There was a couple things I want to see, and one sky of them is like, out. give me genre films, but they're, they're superheroes. Yeah, like show me, you know, an 80s John Hughes superhero a, yeah. movie, or yeah, yeah. Um, or give me like you're saying with this Ms. Marvel character of like, give me real character studies, like things that it's not about their powers, it's about their emotional journey. Mm-hmm. I feel like those are the two things I want to see more of because otherwise it gets stale. Like, give me, if you want to give me, you know, a bunch of one-off adventures on a TV show, that's great. But if you're going to give me movies, give me an homage to something that, or, or a genre film like, uh, what was it? Winter Soldier was an espionage film that just mm-hmm. happened to be a Captain America movie. Is, is there a genre, what genre have they not hit yet? Because Ant-Man is a heist film. I I want more heist films. Yeah. Just give me more heist films. Yeah. Uh, 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 give me a prison movie. Give me a a fast and furious. Give me me star Wars.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, they haven't really done anything in the horror vein.
1: Yeah. But that, that's, I mean, it's becoming more prominent. I definitely see that happening the next three, four, five years. Yeah. I think that could be interesting. Isn't that what New Mutants is supposed to be? Yeah, but New Mutants isn't. <laughs> but it got pushed again. <laughs> yeah. One, it only got delayed again, it but It got that's... pushed to 2020. Oh that's, my God, um, why? What are they doing? Are they, are they, are they're all like, Aria's going to be. Aria's already doing nude scenes. Like, <laughs> oh my God, that's weird. It's, we got that trailer a year and a half ago. No, like two years ago. Two years ago. It's, but it's ridiculous. It's, but it's
0: part of Fox Marvel stuff. It's not connected to the MCU. I see. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. Give so me funny.
1: like a uh give me like a James Bond. Give yeah. me like a we, we bits uh, of that oh, we got Black, that Panther. In Black Panther. I, and it was like, so I, fun though. That yeah. was so
0: cool. Yeah. yeah, I would like to see them lean into that more though.
1: Yeah. Like mm-hmm. give me a, like an like give me a, like a really stylized director doing one. Like I, I was like, give me the Wright. And I was like, oh, Edward Wright's already done one. Uh no, like, came close. Yeah. Uh did he not do Ant Man? No, so he was going to
0: do Ant Man, and then I think actually as all the Quantum Realm stuff, which became critical in this film, was the reason he left.
1: Oh, because he was like, this a little too crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Just like he didn't
0: want to include that.
1: But, like, give me, I don't know, like, give me Steven Spielberg doing one. Give me, like, in that magic and wonderment feeling, like the yeah. feeling of, like, you Let's know, get a one. non traditional families and stuff like that. Like, I feel like that kind so of stuff. So many sea bombs? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, that's like, or. Uh, I don't know. Maybe give me a documentary style one.
0: Oh, that could be cool. Yeah. Free solo style.
1: Yeah, or like something like that. Where if if you know you have all this IP and you're gonna just keep giving me origin stories, give me a documentary style origin yeah. story. Like where it just feels, because like, if you have to do the same thing to bring story heroes in, do it in a different way. So I want to see it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We have crime. So we could do like a Watchmen style story. Mm-hmm. Uh Gangster. We don't. Yeah, yeah. What if they did a Zack Snyder style one? Yeah. <laughs> Just so gray. I'm I'm into it the entire time. Um, So I mean, we know (laughs) what if Iron Man and Captain America fought each other? So
0: crazy, crazy (laughs) thought. Um, We know that at some point the Fantastic Four and the X Men are going to join in. I don't think it's worth trying to speculate how that's going to happen because it's probably not going to be any way we expect. So the kind of like the final question I have for you guys is, do you think they're going to continue to do? avengers style massive group team up movies or do you think at this point they're going to switch over more to just focusing on standalone film franchises with maybe occasional like pairings like they did with thor ragnarok
1: uh probably more pairings i think we'll get two more ensembles do you think they'll actually
0: use the title avengers like do you think they'll come up with a movie that says like the new avengers okay maybe yeah maybe the new maybe
1: the last one be the new avengers Mm -hmm. I think they're going to go wherever the money goes. I know that's a it's really true. dumb take, yeah. I, like, and that's not very incisive. No, but, but so I real. think that no, that's a very Hollywood if take. If they're, they're going to make that. a million, a billion dollars, making an Avengers movie, they'll make another Avengers in movie in three days. You're right. Yeah. Like, if you can say, if if somebody says to me and I'm an executive, hey, you want to take a, like give me a hundred and fifty percent return on investment, no matter the dollar amount, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so if I have to pay everybody four hundred million dollars. To make to do one scene, I'm gonna do it if you're gonna get that money. Yeah, It's true. That's yeah. very true. That's fair. And like it, it, it feels like, and maybe I'm wrong because I'm not like I've always touched and touched with this, but it feels like this machine has not slowed down. No, and maybe it will because there has been so much hype to this one. Then what if Spider-Man: Homecoming, you know, shows a little dip? Like I didn't think that there was any st- lot, they were losing steam until they went to Solo, for Star Wars. Yeah, but then yeah. when they went to st- Solo, suddenly it was
0: like yeesh but i think they also plan ahead for these things so obviously they're spending like 500 million just to make much less advertise Endgame, knowing it'll make a billion dollars in a weekend mm-hmm. with spider-man like that's gonna be a much smaller budget there they have different expectations going usually forward. the
1: ones after the big ensemble films are lower budget and don't usually connect to the greater universe yeah. yet mm-hmm. so after avengers one we had yeah. iron man three iron man Three. yeah, 3. yeah so yeah. not counting that one but um, after Ultron, after Ultron, we had Ant-Man, Ant-Man, Ant-Man. Right. Mm-hmm. which was kind of the like, hey, yeah. And then Infinity War was Ant-Man and the Wasp, wasn't yeah. it? Uh, yes, I, it was. Yes.
0: And even Civil War, which was like a big team-up film. After that was Doctor Strange, which mm-hmm. was a pretty isolated thing. Oh yeah. Um, i would be very you curious. Like see... Doctor Strange. Yeah. Man. I just rewatched it, and it's really great. It's great. It's it's, it's it's way up high up my list. Um, I'm very curious to see if they address at all the fact, uh, as we got in the comments, that like half of. Peter's class would now be five years older. Mm -hmm. We'll see if they acknowledge it. They probably won't. Yeah. The thing that's
1: weird to me is I'm not trying to say, Chris, you're not coming up with that idea on your own, but like so many other people have also said that, like it feels like that is a big thing. It's a a really big point person like me who doesn't watch any of this stuff. And really, I didn't question the time travel a lot because I was like, Oh, they said time cop. Great. (laughs) Uh, it's all yeah, you want like, in movie. That feels like a big thing. Like, w- what happened to MJ? Is she five years older? Like, w- is she going to be like, weird how we died for five years? Like, yeah. Wasn't that a strange it, thing that happened? Yeah. yeah. Like, you think that there, as you get into There's indoor, so many jokes about being dust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like, do people not remember that? Or like, do people go on not questioning it? Like, yeah. wouldn't the news, like, they're like, oh yeah, just like kind of go about your normal lives. And Peter Parker's like, no, I totally don't know what's going on here. Oh, yeah. also another, another kind of time traveling point. Sorry, I know I'm doing this two hours in. Um, can they also direct where they land in yeah, time travel? Yeah, he did say it's a time and space GPS. Okay, then why... <laughs> Turn left at 1972. Exactly. Then why do they need the ship when they go back to Morag? I don't know. Okay. It, it, it doesn't make sense. All oh, right. they were carpooling, that's why. No, there we it was like, uh, they were like, oh, it's going to be more expensive if we yeah. do like an Uber X, You're so, right, so we'll just sorry. like do a pool and then we'll fly yeah. over to Morag. Mm-hmm. Also,
0: like, did. I guess guess Clint shrunk the ship back shrunk the ship down and brought it with him I guess he must have because it's in the end yes um okay I think I think it's time for us to wrap oh fine at this point uh so Shane thank you once again for joining us
1: thank you guys uh, for having it's always me. a pleasure
0: to have you here we definitely want to have you come back on whenever we start doing the uh, the
1: live action DC Films. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely going uh, to do that, Hopefully, too. I, I'm going to make you guys bring me back for John Wick 3. Oh, you're
0: absolutely coming back for
1: John Wick 3. I'm yeah, so very I can excited just go for that movie. And my incisive takes will be like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, do you care if people find you on Instagram? It's like social media? Do you want I people mean, to know? Yeah, I mean, you, you are welcome to. It's very boring. I'm very sorry. I, uh, I like people. In, yeah, it's pictures of me playing golf or going to NBA games. Yeah. So uh, it's Shane K. Tully. It's pretty exciting. Um, and my Twitter is very inactive. I'm more of a lurker, so I apologize. So there so. we go. What's your uh, your Reddit? If you wanna. Oh uh, no, I'm gonna pass on that one. <laughs> yeah. What's
0: your social security
1: number? <laughs> Starts with a zero. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Hey, love you guys. Three thousand.
0: Oh I love you like six to 900.
1: Yeah. That's a little <laughs> lower. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, Cameron, where can they find you? And what should they be looking forward to from you very soon?
1: Uh, you can find my art at Cameron.Dexter. And then you can find my face at CamDexter underscore Adventures. I am leaving for Japan in, when this comes out, two weeks. Uh, and so I'm going to have a lot of stuff posting soon. Yeah. Yeah, You've already
0: started showing me what you're working on. It's really cool. Uh, the trying. animations were awesome. Thank you. Yeah.
1: The goal at the moment is to do a, a video for every damn in Japan.
0: Hey, well, you've set it here now, so now you're stuck doing it.
1: Yes, I'm almost done with day three. <laughs> my name is Cameron, and I'm committing fully to a daily animation. Oh my God. I Thank you, Cameron. That, I'm so oh, glad Cam, you that was that. crazy. Why'd you do that? So crazy. Yeah, uh, sometimes I just need that extra push. <laughs> there you go. And, uh, you can
0: find me at Lordifer on Twitter and Instagram. And then of course you can find the podcast itself at Tim talk Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Gmail. Uh, you know, we tried to address whatever questions and comments we could get in time to record. But if you have more thoughts, uh, after the fact, please send them along and we'll be sure to include them in a subsequent episode. Yes. Yeah, so let so. us
1: know what your favorite, uh, fan service moment was. Yes.
0: And was it too fan servicey? No. Make a poll. Yes.
1: Which I'll cheat. The moment where Cap throws his shield and then throws the hammer so it creates the sonic boom behind Thanos. Fucking. Oh, was that what that perfect. was? Yeah. I it, was like, Because that's a uh, callback to Avengers 1, where he tries to stop Iron Man and Thor from fighting each other, so he blocks the hammer with the shield and it creates a sonic boom. It's beautiful. Oh, I felt I like that's me being a dumb guy. I was like, yeah. oh,
0: he missed. It's choice. It's very choice. <laughs>
1: it's 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 luck factory for sure. Okay. <laughs> nice. Alright,
0: I'm gonna stop this now before it continues. Okay. But thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.